1: This
2: podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network.
1: Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates.
2: Hello and welcome to Book Cheat, the book club podcast where I've read the book so you don't have to. My name is David Warnicke and on each episode of this show we look... One of those classics. And joining me to talk about such a classic this week from many Sands Radio podcasts, it's Joel Zamet and Cass Page. Yeah! G'day, good
0: Hello, hello. Hello. Nice to be here.
2: Thank you so much for joining me in... The library. Oh, is <laughs> this
1: the exact midpoint between an audiobook and a podcast? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's for
2: people who are too lazy for an audiobook, and that's lazy.
0: <laughs> what? Yeah, no,
1: yeah. No, no. Not no, yeah, I yeah. Do, no, I, yeah. Uh, no, I wanna, no, no. <laughs> I reckon it's. Uh, it's someone who wants to, they don't want to use their eyes for spark notes because they're too busy using <laughs> their eyes for projects. And they just want to get as much info in, as little falling out. You listen to a whole book, most of that ends up on your brain floor.
2: Well, that's like 120,000 words. I've got mm-hmm. a very small summary here. Yeah. yeah, yeah Perfect. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Do spark notes do audiobooks? They should. No, uh, do not racist. give them ideas. <laughs> no, I do not need the competition. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Was Surely. They? Right? In this day and age.
1: I always imagined they were all written by a dude named Spark.
0: Johnny Sparks.
1: Hey, oh. my name's Spark. Um, I passed. Actually, why are they so called I,
0: Spark Notes?
1: That's what I have always thought. So, again, I get the
0: note part.
1: Oh, was that Cliff Notes?
0: Oh, is that
2: written by a guy called Cliff.
1: Is it? I've always just assumed that was the person's name. Cliff versus
2: Spark. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it sounds like someone who back in the day was one of those people that would write the assignment and then give out the cheat sheet, possibly in exchange for money and or drugs, to their classmates. <laughs> Not saying that's Cliff or Spark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but then it just became a business and that yeah. just it just expanded and now Yeah, look, I know Yeah, I, I know I'm dumb, but before today, before maybe three minutes ago, I never realised I was that dumb, <laughs> you know? Like, I thought I had a ceiling. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Well, they're... floor in this case. This
1: <laughs> <Nah, laughs> nah, keeps nah, going. No, nah, you just float up. You ascend, but what they don't tell you is um, that's like falling. Ah.
2: Good. What, ascending is falling?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's the same thing, except there's no bottom. <laughs> oh my God. You'll never stop. There's no end. <laughs> I
2: suppose in space, no way is up.
1: Oh. Ah. Hey, Cliff <laughs> and Spark are uh-huh. Spiff and Clark. Uh
2: huh.
1: If you swap them around, well,
2: maybe they're the same person.
1: Yeah, maybe it's Clark Spiff and he wrote some books.
0: <laughs> it's, it was like there were two brothers, Cliff <laughs> and Spark, and they, had, they were both no avid ters. readers. And then they had this competition to see who could summarise the books quickest.
1: And their child is with us today, yeah. Dave Warnocky. Hello, everyone. That's right. <laughs> Great to be here. Continuing, oh, no, I forgot they were brothers.
2: <laughs> continuing my father's slash uncle's legacy. <laughs> they are both at the same time. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry I did this to you. You didn't Well, that. I mean, to
2: be honest, it ex- explains a few things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my, yeah, yeah. my fathers are brothers. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which... Yes. When you were in high school, are you the kind of people that read the book or were you people who pretended to read the book?
1: Oh, 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 I never read any of the books. Wow, I, okay, fantastic. Um, Impressive. I remember one of the times getting really, really stressed. Like I would sit in class like so anxious. It was like year 12 and I hadn't read the book. So every single time I'd come into class for that week, they'd be like, okay, so we're going to go over this part and I'd just sit there so anxious because I was like, I hope they don't talk to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. I got to find my past. I got a good mark, mm. and then um, and I remember. No, I remember looking back at that and being like, Wow, you could have fixed that problem. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, 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 imagine. I don't think I finished any of my books in Year Twelve Lit. That's I think it impressive. was one of my best scores.
2: <laughs> well, see, and they, <laughs> from that, you've you've learnt nothing. Yeah. No, you did well without. Doing no, the thing that no, you should. That's, so that's I was like, that's well. Such a
1: big problem. I remember <laughs> that the, the book that I was meant to be reading that I just read none of, because mm. the others I read a bit of, at least. Um, the book I was meant to be reading was The Tenant of Wildfell Hall. And while I was cleaning up my room before I moved out, my mom was helping me go through my bookshelf and she picked off the tenant of Wildfell Hall and she was like, oh, did you, um, you read this for school, yeah? And I was like, oh, no. And then she opens it up and starts reading a passage. I'm like, mm, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> Glad I didn't bother. <laughs> God, imagine saving myself a month plus of anxiety. I was so stressed in that class. I wow. couldn't even concentrate because wow. I was stressed.
0: Wow. Yeah, I, I, I read the books. Uh, except for a couple, <laughs> I think. I just uh, started reading and if they'd bored me, I just refused and just kind of read the blurb. Also, Spark Notes. So, are you uh, saying you
2: wrote like an entire essay on like a 50 page blur from yeah, the back? Yeah. Like you uh, never conclude
0: because you don't know. <laughs> oh, no, I think I have like a vague and idea. And what will
2: happen to Jacob? Who you knows? No, I don't I know. It was,
0: uh, I think it was like Atticus Finch, that one, because I was just like, it boring me. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm going to watch the Gregory Peck classic instead. <laughs> oh, surely we can't did that, deviate did we? much from the <laughs> yeah. actual source. So then material. Gregory
2: Peck
3: says.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,. But no, I nailed it. Ah, oh, no, I was, I, was I, I, I kinda cheated um in in English. I was kind of strategic. And but I don't like cheat like as in like copy someone's work. It's kind of was more strategic in terms of what I was gonna do. So I was always gonna be like, you know, what book do I wanna read and what am I gonna ignore? Because I know I'm gonna do it on this particular subject or this particular yeah, yeah. Um, sub, um, source material, or whatever. So I'm just gonna ignore everything else and just kind of like reword the essay topic to what I want it to be. <laughs> that's all so, literature. Well, yeah. Like I, I would always come into an exam with my like my essay pre-written in my head. Yeah, and then whatever the topic was just to change it completely to what I wanted it to be. We,
1: we did the same Nailed thing. Nailed it. We were taught to do that. So Got we... a
0: raw 41. Eh. Anyway.
1: Hey, nice. Yeah. Out we of had... – I think it's out of
0: 50. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, was really funny, really out of, of... of one hundred,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: Boom. That's nearly <laughs> a pass,
1: baby. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm
0: talking about.
1: No, for the Year 12 literature exam – um because we we were mm. meant to do that. It's like, okay, pick your topic. And so you can pretty much pre-write your introductions to all the essays yeah. that you want to write because the system's broken. Sure and it was. they Maybe go it is. through. Yeah. Well, that's how I managed to do well because Yay. they went over so many things in class because they were so concerned with making sure you got a good score yes. rather than learning the material that you oh. ended up.
2: That's like when you do we yeah. have a driving instructor. They don't teach yes. you how to drive. They teach no. you how to pass a test. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah exactly. And then they're, they're two very different things. It's yeah. being oh, a yeah. safe driver and someone who can, like, pass that 15-minute that driving <laughs> test. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Um,
0: well, we like, passed. But... I think I'm still under understand privilege. Yeah.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's no good. Um, um, for the year twelve literature exam, in order to memorise my opening paragraph, I memorised it through interpretive dance. So oh, that's the best would, news. I would. So you. So it's easy to because I know other people did things like everyone turned into like witches in year twelve. Everyone's like, okay. So I've been spraying cinnamon every time I study the book. So when I go into the exam, I'll spray the cinnamon and I'll smell it. Um, And then we dressed up, so... um Uh, one girl I think came as we did a poem on water so she dressed it all blue to come as water Um, I dressed up in all the I dressed up in clothes I bought in Malaysia for the Indonesian exam because that was going to help because uh it came from the place that spoke nearly the same language they wouldn't let us go because of the bombings and then in year 12 um, we did interpretive I did interpretive dances so that I could link all Mm -hmm, the sentences mm -hmm. to different movements so I'm just sitting in the exam like doing really slight movements with my body trying not to make a scene but yeah it worked (laughs) Look over at your friend
2: making watery sound effects <laughs> <laughs> oh, no she
1: dressed as water so she had like watery makeup I think she stuck some gems on her face to make sure that she
0: interesting so I just I, for some reason I can like remember where things are on a page so like spatially oh. so I could remember where quotes were Spatially, and that was sort of how I would do it in an exam. Just kind of flip through it in my head. Let's see the my scene. memory palace. Well, your memory palace. Yeah, yeah.
1: I just remembered I also, um, when I lived at home, I had a chandelier above my bed. And another technique Ooh, I would fancy do. Girls. Oh, yeah, it was very fancy. This um, isn't
2: the west wing of your home? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, perhaps twere. Um, no. You're not allowed
0: to ask about the west. Wing.
1: <laughs> I would peg my notes on the chandelier so that the knowledge would fall into me as I slept. <laughs> I mean, because that was easier than studying. Sounds- so I didn't want to do that, but if that worked, and I was like, I, as I was pegging them up, I'm like, if it works, I don't know if it was this or the fact that I can read. So,
2: hmm, okay.
1: who's to say? I mean,
2: uh, if you'd told me beforehand, I would have told you you're crazy, but you sound like you did well. So it yeah. sounds like it worked. <laughs> yeah, look, I did fair. it looks fine. Yeah. It means you get results. Yeah.
1: Interpretive dance, peg the notes. I know people who used to sleep with notes under their pillow. That Don't be stupid. Do you know about gravity? You need to let the knowledge <laughs> fall onto right.
0: you. Yep. This is good yep, yep. stuff. Yep. Makes sense. It
1: makes sense. Yeah. It
0: just makes sense.
2: Well, I got to tell you, the people that listen to this podcast presumably are people that want to cheat the book. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah, fantastic yeah, yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah. Um. Dangle it above your head as you sleep. Try and flare the pages open a bit. I had to sort of like open the pages. The pages breathe. Let the pages breathe so they can. It's it's like if you <laughs> yep. um have a piece of paper in a book and you just pick up the book and shake. Yeah. The it's the spine's going to catch it. Yes. You got to pick up the edges of the book and shake the paper to get it out. I'm with
2: you. Well, they're words to live by. (laughs) Students, take note. And then never take notes again. (laughs) Study time is over. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter anymore. Well, thank you for joining me. Um, one of the books that I studied in high school is the topic for today and I wonder if either of you did it, and that is William Shakespeare's, Romeo and Juliet.
1: Oh, mm. um, I did study that one um, in theory. And I also performed it, <laughs> um, Tybalt, in the school play. Um, my drama teacher uh, was like a, he like knew as Shakespeare, was like an expert, but he also thought a lot of Shakespeare's works were a bit silly. So he would um, do these warped versions where they would have extra layers or elements to sort of expose issues with the plays or sort of go into a deeper reading of them. So I played Tybalt. Ooh.
2: Right.
0: Um, I just studied the book. So,
2: you've never played Tybalt? I've
0: never played Tybalt, much to my chagrin. um, I'm very disappointed. Uh, I would love to have played Tybalt. I love Tybalt. He's my favorite. Prince of Cats. Prince of Cats. So, but you, so you both
2: studied in school. How much do you remember? And did you actually read this one, guys? I did read this one. No, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I think system I, works.
0: I remembered, or I think I read and paid attention to Macbeth probably more than I did um, Romeo and Juliet. They were the two that I did at school as well. actually. Yeah, so, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think yeah, Macbeth. I think I preferred, and I think I like a lot more than Romeo and Juliet. But I do remember a good chunk. I think if it's like, I feel like I, my memory is like like a surface layer. If you kind of just like, if I need something to disturb it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, now I remember. But right now it's like scene missing, scene missing, scene missing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. missing and <laughs> yeah. oh. scene missing priest. Oh, yeah. missing.
2: You remember the priest scene and that's it. <laughs> and what a yeah. sexy scene that is. We will get yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, so this uh, podcast runs basically on suggestions and this book is or play, as it were, this week, has been suggested by a few people. And thank you to Sahara B from California.
1: Hey, from sunny Calais. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I,
2: know, I,
1: like I can't even read a map.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Connor Allens from Plainfield, Illinois, also suggested this. And finally, Johnny Dawson from Leicester in the UK, who said, quote, I, I asked why should I do this And any rate, because Dave told me he would.
0: I do right. not remember well, this conversation, Johnny. I'm so that's sorry. Nice You've had this conversation. If
2: we've met or you emailed, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing it. All I right. follow through, I read that, and I was like, well, I guess I said yeah, I would. You made you a said. promise. So I shouldn't say that because now people will always write, you said you'd do this. Mm-hmm. And I'll just be like, yep. <laughs> probably. I just have a bad memory. Yeah. Uh, so, Romeo and Juliet is a tragedy by William Shakespeare, believed to have been written sometime between 1591 and 1595, meaning it's one of his early plays. Mm-hmm but it is still one of his most adapted and frequently performed and obviously frequently studied, at least in Victoria, Australia. Yes. (laughs) So this play starts with a prologue. Love a prologue. Mm. A chorus of characters come out, speak in unison to put the characters into context, but also to foreshadow what we're about to see. And the opening line of Romeo and Juliet comes from the chorus and it says, Two households, both alike in dignity, in fair Verona, where we lay our scene from ancient grudge break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. And we're off, baby. We're Woo! off.
0: We are. Oof, yeah. Exciting.
2: So, w- they wh- really
1: set the scene for this comedy. It <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. sounds great.
0: Okay. Well, I always love a bit of a prologue, but isn't it set the scene? Being like, oh, what's going on? Ooh. Two houses, you say. Ooh. It's a little bit
1: happen?
2: of a little bit of a hook in case the audience decides to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so our play takes place in Verona, found in the north of Italy. It's not sure if Shakespeare ever visited Verona, but he set two plays there. This one, Romeo and Juliet, and also the two gentlemen of Verona. And he really put it on the map for the next four hundred years. <laughs> you check out check out that Wikipedia article. You better believe that's mentioned
0: within the first sentence. <laughs> Yeah, but if you go there, you can probably do some tours or something like the Romeo and Juliet tour. This is
1: where they die. (laughs) This
0: is where they kiss. There's many places. Balcony. Oh, many places. About to say claim
3: that this
2: (laughs) this is the balcony. My bed and breakfast has the balcony. Come on in.
0: Well we're doing um some like renovations in uh, construction of like a, a property and we're looking at, like a balcony and really and like this the style is called a Juliet. Oh I love that. And it's just like, yeah, it's not like a full balcony where you go out. It's just like you have like one step and then you just have like little bars or whatever so you can you stop, you know, falling like, ah! but like you just have this little tiny uh, balcony, and it's called a Juliet style. And I'm like, wow, that's really just <laughs> permeated through our culture, huh? <laughs> Rapunzel oration. <erasure. laughs> there it is. Yeah, right? What the <laughs> hell?
1: No, uh, hers was a window, I think. Uh, yeah, she didn't get a balcony.
0: well uh, mm. she had a Juliet. It,
1: yeah. Oh, gosh. See?
2: <laughs> Poor Rapunzel. We put balconies on the map for the next 400 (laughs) years. The chorus tells us that two noble families, the Montagues and the Capulets, have been enemies forever and hold an ancient grudge against each other. Uh The chorus also tells us about, quote, two star-crossed lovers, a.k.a. lovers who are destined to fail. (laughs) The chorus says these lovers come from opposing families and they will take flight and die and that their death will cause their parents to bury their strife, that's another quote, and get over the feud.
0: That's pretty good.
2: It says that the chorus says that this is what will be the, the plot of the next two hours of play, and then it starts. <laughs> Imagine if every
0: film opened <laughs> like that. Cool. This is how it will fit start. Yep. This yep. is how it will end. Cool. Now watch it. It's fantastic. You know, I'm I'm all for that. I'm, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not really for all this whole, like, spoiler culture. Let me know what happens. Oh, let me yeah. enjoy. It's the journey, not destination, and I'm a big fan of this.
2: I think I've probably said this before on this podcast. Films that start with a scene and then it flashes back, and mm. then the whole film is building up to that scene. I instantly oh, yeah. forget about that scene. Oh, yeah. Suddenly, it's there at the car crash moment, or whatever, and they're like bleeding to death, and um, and they've just had a flashback, and I go, "Oh yeah, <laughs> the car park scene, uh, yeah." But I, I imagine yeah. everyone else is like, "Oh yeah, we see what's what's happening here," but I completely forget every single time. It's so fun. Yeah, it's more yes. honestly. It is more fun. Yep. and you go, "Bravo, well done." Mm, mm, I
3: great. know.
1: For me, I never mind. Cause, uh, like TV shows like RuPaul's drag race, like uh, ones that have a, a, like basis in real life. Um, I never mind finding out the ending to those. I'm like, no, it happened. Like if anything has any true story element, I'm like, no, no, tell me. But then it's like, it's still really fun to get there. Cause it's always mm. like, oh my God, how, mm.
0: Still entertaining. It is like well, you know, we've watched Chernobyl, the HBO miniseries, oh, several times yes. together. several uh, times. Uh, several. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, and it opens, you know, with like basically of um, the main scientist, you know, taking his own life and like explaining all the kind of things that went wrong, and then it kind of flashes back as like you know the uh, reactor already explodes, and because listening to the person who wrote it was like, look, if we did this. And it's based on true like true story. And like if we just didn't say anything like that in the first episode and people enjoyed it, they'd Google it and be like, Ah, well we know this is happening. Ah, this is happening. Oh, why isn't that? And they sort of already knew. So it's like, well let's not bury the lead. Let's have (laughs) it there front and center. And they take control of the way the story yeah. unfolds then. It's very, very good. High recommend it.
1: I guess like Shakespeare does with his choruses. And that way, I don't know, it's it's all word of mouth with plays at that stage. <laughs> so you see your friend, is like, oh, my God, it's this story of these kids dying. It's so good. You're like, kids dying? They're like, yeah. yes. They were in love. Yes. They were in love. Oh, my God, I'm seeing this. <laughs> Sounds cool. Also, because... I don't know, the wor- the wording of it, they're like, yep, they're, they're, they'll die and everything will be good again. And then as they're going, you're like, wait, wait, is this how they die? Well, no, wait, oh, no, 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 no. It must have been so stressful to see.
2: Mm. Yeah, but this just completely takes any stress away. You go, yeah, they will die, but we don't know how. And that's, I suppose, the interesting part. Yeah, yeah. I
0: want to know how these kids die. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Please okay. kill some kids in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know how they get there,
1: how they do it. Only men, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: I'll uh, make some changes here.
1: <laughs> um, I was. Do you reckon they teach this in schools to teach kids not to be stupid?
2: Yeah, to not be <laughs> fickle and not be like, I'm going to marry my year nine boyfriend.
0: You probably don't. not. You probably <laughs> not. Certainly don't kill yourself over him.
1: Probably. Yeah.
0: Maybe. Didn't uh, work for me. I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah, I still feel stupid, oh, and yeah. I studied it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's flash back to uh, five minutes.
1: Yeah, no, there's going to be half and half. Half of them are going to be like, wow, why did they do this? That uh, was stupid. And the other half's going to be like, it's beautiful. It's they so were in love.
0: Beautiful in love. But I think that's the thing. Like, when you first sort of read this story, you're just like, oh, yeah, it's so beautiful in love. And you're like, wait a minute, they were 13. No, no, <laughs> stop <laughs> that. <laughs> it is
2: a little bit gross when you think about that. But anyway, the first scene of Act One <laughs> after our prologue, uh, people walk away is and leave that. Mm-hmm. A little taste in our mouths. Um, again, too young, too young. The first scene of Act One is two servants of the Capulet household named Samson and Gregory walking the streets of Verona talking smack
0: about the Montagues. Hows, yeah, biting their thumbs and whatnot. Yes,
2: very, very true. And I love that even uh, the servants, who are obviously just like, you know, <coughs> glorified paid slaves at this mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. in history, they even they hate the other family.
0: <laughs> I mean, can't
2: There's servants so- all just... Be
0: cool together? Like there's a feud on, you know? you got to show your loyalty somehow. These guys are all right.
1: Yeah, well, they're the ones paying you and making sure you're not a slave yeah. and a servant and not a slave. I suppose so. So you've got to stay on their good side, otherwise you could become a slave.
0: You do not yeah. bite the thumb that feeds. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, are you hashtag team uh, Capulet or hashtag team Montague?
1: I'm hashtag team get an adult, and, but a real one.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Okay.
2: <laughs> Why get an adult when you can...
1: This whole play is a story of kids being <laughs> stupid kids And then every adult being like Well, okay then <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hello, we would like some help We are children Oh, okay, well, as an adult, I will marry you <laughs> As an adult, I will help you fake a death No one is mm.
0: <laughs> We have opinions Pe-
1: People shit on the kids in this one And it's like their children shit on the grown-ups <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah okay. well there's not many responsible people in that I will give you that. <laughs> but uh we've got Samson and Gregory walking the streets talking about they talk about beating up the men from the Montague's having sex with the women and then cutting off the women's heads. Real gross stuff. Really? Yeah. Oh. This is the opening scene. Their maiden's head, correct? Uh yeah, the maiden like you do.
0: Yeah. It's oh. all it's all coming back to me.
1: That's not that's not, that's not, not decapitation
0: their head. <laughs> there, Dave.
2: No, it is. It is because Gregory and set one I can't remember which is which. Gregory goes, surely you mean maiden heads? And he's like,
1: yeah, whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's wordplay.
0: Yeah, okay, okay.
1: Is this like, oh, is this the play where the nurse is like, by my count, you were nine months old when this happened?
2: Yeah. That is she meant something one of the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of bawdy stuff, as it often is in Shakespeare in this one. Uh, then the up ahead. <laughs> Our Samson and Gregory spire two servants from the Montague family, including the awesomely named Balthazar. Mm-hmm. Best name in this play.
1: Yes, 100%. Mm,
2: they... like <laughs> Well, okay. You
1: just love Tybalt. Yes. You're biased. Balthazar. You've gone Yeah, Julia.
0: Actually, no, you've gone complete
1: Romeo. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Oh, One-itis, am I right? Uh.
1: <laughs>
2: So they see Balthazar up ahead, and the Capulets quickly discuss how they can goad the Montagues into attacking them. Mm -hmm. And what do they do? They bite their thumbs, Mm -hmm. which apparently Mm -hmm. is pretty offensive at the time.
0: Exactly. Do you bite your thumb at me?
1: Do we even have anything equivalent these days? Flipping the finger. That's no. No one's. If uh, someone flips the finger at me, I'm just gonna laugh at them.
2: Yeah. You wouldn't draw your sword as these
0: people do. Ooh. Maybe.
1: (laughs) No. I even flip him off back I think I'd Like I'd walk up to them And be like Ex- Pardon <laughs>
0: Excuse me Pardon me for... sir Excuse me What would you say Uh You, you...
2: Hmm? Why are you sucking on your thumb <laughs> oh, Are you a
0: big baby, baby? Oh Little oh, baby
1: no! Boy you
0: dumb." <laughs> And then you mark it. <laughs> and then they
2: draw their sword. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, okay, no, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, we start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. no, this checks out. Yeah. It always works out. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's amazing how Shakespearean players can always be perfectly transposed into the modern day. Fantastic. <laughs> no one needs to make any jumps. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so swords are out on both sides. A fight's about to take place. Romeo's cousin Benvolio arrives on the scene and quickly uh, establishes his presence. And being a senior member of the Montague family, he draws his sword. To break up the violence. Yeah. Oh. More,
0: more swords.
1: More The only yeah. thing more to stop a sword, a bad man with a sword, is a That's good right. man with a sword. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
2: We, I've been saying that for a long time. If we all had swords and there was one bad person with a sword, they wouldn't kill people. Yeah, exactly. The good people would rise up against them. Yeah. Yes. And
1: this is, um, I don't mean to jump ahead, but I think this is the last instance of violence in the play. So Shakespeare said, um, have a weapon.
2: <laughs> if you have the, the biggest sword, the biggest say. <laughs> he said, stop. But untrue, I'm afraid, because Tybalt, my boy, a cousin of Juliet and a Capulet, sees Benvolio's sword sword drawn and goes, well, this is on Mm. and all hell breaks loose that everyone's in. Um, Even uh, members of the the village join in to try and break it up. So it's it's (laughs) an unsafe rule. They bring out their
0: swords. (laughs) Everyone's bringing out swords. I think they've got rocks and things. Don't bring a rock
1: to a sword fight. Who are you stopping? Mm, Oh, it'll blunt the sword if you stab the rock.
2: But what if you bring a sword to a rock fight? Mm. Ooh.
1: But then you're blunting your sword on the rocks. I, if the rocks outnumber the swords and you're hitting someone with a sword, I've got sword armor. Yeah. I'll get bruises, whatever. Your sword gets broken.
0: But the rocks do have range.
1: Ooh. Yeah. yeah, coax the people into chucking their swords.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but you, you get, Pick <laughs> up
1: the sword, you have the sword. Yeah, and, and a rock. <laughs> and the rock, but then you throw the rocks at them. It goes back and forth a bit.
2: Yeah. Mm. Dwayne the Rock Johnson versus a sword. Who wins? <laughs> The Rock,
0: clearly, come on, yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> so everything's going crazy. The heads of the Montagues and the Capulets, the the fathers of the of the uh, patriarch of the scene, also arrive on the scene.
1: Oh, yep. they called so- their dads. <laughs> yeah. Cool,
2: like
1: cool. A... Your your swords fixed everything. Here's my dad. My dad'll fight your dad. Yeah,
0: my dad been, just... But
2: my granddad
0: will fight your dad. <laughs> yeah, let's go fight at a Macca's car park. You bring your cousins, I'll bring mine. My... Now my dad's in here. <laughs>
1: what happened? Well, no, I was I was flipping him off, and then he flipped me off. He did then... what? Yeah, exactly. And then like my all my friends were there, and then I had to call dad because you know my dad could fight his dad, and he didn't believe me. So dad... my dads show up with their, I don't know, what's a modern-day sword? Bit of metal.
0: <laughs> Bit of metal. A big stick.
1: Big stick. Dad rocks up with a big stick.
2: But then yeah. my dad rocks up with an even bigger stick. And then oh they have God. a dad off. <laughs> yeah.
1: Dad, dad, dad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the only thing that breaks it up is the arrival of the Prince of Verona, Prince Aeschylus, who, frankly, has had enough of all of this fighting between the families, which has been going on forever, and he says, no more. And that the next Montague or Capulet to be caught starting trouble will be stopped forever, and they will be executed.
1: <gasps>
0: Boom. Dun, dun,
1: dun. So, ah, uh, so here words are mightier than a sword, but the words are a promise of the biggest sword. Yeah, that's
2: right. Hey, yeah. I've got like professionals with swords. Yeah, so yeah,
1: shut yeah. Up.
0: yeah. Yeah, cut it out.
1: Stop killing each other, or, or we'll I'll kill, kill, kill you. you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> death penalty, it just works, baby. Just works. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. If, if it, everyone's scared of the death penalty, exactly. <laughs> now no e- we'll do ev- a crime. Everyone exactly. has swords, and we need the death penalty. Exactly. I think we're
0: really, really exactly. solving society here. Good guys with the swords. Death penalty is a threat. You it get just, no more crimes happen.
1: You get the what's it? Oh, not uh, it's a prince. Is it a monarchy at this stage?
2: Yeah, but more, I met a more localised monarchy. Mm. Oh, like okay. He's, yeah, he's a prince of this region.
1: Okay. Oh, that's allowed? That's, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound well, very cool. I don't know cool. how I like that. No, I are wanna... you chosen by God or yeah. not? It's more like... God picks one <laughs> and then you get the big... Swords and you pick who dies. It's
2: more like Lion King style, and that everything the sun touches is yours. Yes. And yes, in this case, yeah. the sun is Go touching a, walk. a northern bit of Italy. And he's claiming <laughs> well, that.
1: Uh, oh, the unless they're in a valley. No. Uh, no yeah, no. Yeah, no yeah, prince yeah, of the. Is yeah, he a yeah. valley prince? Yeah. Oh, he's it, the prince of uh, the valley. He's no, a valley girl. It makes sense, but I hate it. It's not just. Oh. Uh,
2: well, this opening <laughs> scene ends with. <laughs>
1: the opening scene! <laughs> we just got the opening.
2: It's always the longest, don't worry, because it's <laughs> setting everyone up. It ends with Romeo's cousin, Benvolio, telling Lady Montague that her son Romeo has been a bit down lately. He's not sure why, but he'll investigate and suss it out.
1: How old's Romeo at this stage?
2: He's just being hormonal. Mid-teens, mid-teens. Oh, He's a checks. couple of years older than yeah. uh, Juliet, who's oh, yeah. 13.
1: That's, oh, yaku Gosh, dang. Oh, let God pick your princess and just wait till you're older.
2: Well, sometimes...
3: Hey,
0: you know, exactly. Sometimes you just, when you know, you know. Mm. When you know, you know. And Romeo knows all the time. (laughs) Romeo knows. Romeo knows. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: Except he was wrong about that, like, his ex. But apart from that.
2: Well, we're about to talk about that because in the next scene, Mr. Capulet (coughs) walks and talks with Paris, a local and powerful nobleman who was friends with the prince. Maybe
0: I love Paris.
2: Oh, really? Mm. Well, Paris asked Mr. Capulet to let him marry Capulet's daughter, Mm -hmm. a certain Juliet. Capulet tells him that at thirteen she's a bit young. Oh. Just a tad.
1: Okay, so <clears throat> I've just found a, There's one adult in this play that yep. I respect. Well, Will it last? He says
2: when you're when she's a bit older you can and you're like, Oh, thank, okay. thank goodness he's That's protecting good. his daughter. Yeah. She's too young, definitely for marriage at yeah, thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also invites Paris to his masquerade party that night, saying that he might be able to win over his 13 year old daughter there.
0: Not lucky, He's like, maybe. look,
2: I won't give you permission now, but if you can win her over, yes. you can have her. Yeah, how
0: old is Paris at this point?
2: He is definitely an adult. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's like pretty. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was imagining mid-20s, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, look, it's never specified. 48. But, mm, mm. 40, okay.
2: Ooh, mean, once you get to a certain age,
0: yeah, it's that, it's all me. awful. What yes, a washing yes. your
1: hands clean yes. of a situation. Can I marry your daughter? Hey, man, she's too young. But if she wants to, like, I can't stop her. Whoa, <laughs> I'm <whoa>. not <laughs> a dad. Or I just, oh, but no, give it a go.
2: <laughs> Have a crack. It's Have a crack. masquerade party.
1: She won't no. even know you're old because exactly. your eye wrinkles will be covered. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, uh. <laughs> Meanwhile <I hate>
1: <laughs> I'll trick my daughter, but you'll be tricking her, so I won't be doing it. It's not a crime. We don't have that law. So if you can do it
2: <laughs> Yeah. Basically, if she thinks she comes to the decision herself, mm. I
0: won't feel guilty. Yeah.
1: I think Do we this know what is gaslighting is Yeah.
0: Manipulation.
1: No. A little that, bit of that. No. Yeah. No. She did it. Yeah. Yeah. Her fault. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we, we on, yeah, we're against her. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah meanwhile, yeah. Benvolio uh, hangs out with Romeo and discovers why he's sad. It's because Romeo loves a capulet named Rosalind who doesn't love him back. And if there's one thing Romeo loves to do, it's mope around. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Romeo is just like, he's, you know, he feels a lot. He's, he's a sensitive boy, he's one.
1: Yeah. You know? Look, and you be a sensitive boy, that's fine. Emphasis on boy, <laughs> child. <laughs> yeah, child, let warning, him yeah. sulk, he'll get over it. Or not. <laughs> Actually, yeah. yeah
0: evidence of the contrary.
1: Maybe <laughs> don't let him smoke. I mean, smoke. Also
0: smoke? Don't
1: let him what am I thinking? Three
0: of those things He's he should He's too young do. to smoke as well.
1: Soak? <laughs> what? What? Sulk.
0: Sulk. sulk. No, smoke. No,
1: yeah. <laughs> I forgot the word. I really Uh, should have. Mope. You can use mope. Thank you. Oh, my God. That made me a bit dizzy.
2: (laughs) You okay? Need some time?
1: No, I'm good. I'm good. It just really scared me that I said a word and then couldn't recall it. (laughs) This is is what happens if you don't study in year 12.
2: (laughs) I mean, if you had an interpretive dance for this word, maybe you could
1: trigger your brain. Look, if this were a visual medium, you'd all be weeping.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a really sad interpretive dance.
1: Yeah, thank it's you. Beautiful. <laughs>
2: uh, Benvolio says, I know you're sad. How yeah. about we sneak into the Capulet masquerade party and maybe you can meet a new girl there? Hell yeah, babe. He's got on. a good idea. Did you
1: say he loved a Capulet? Yes.
2: Yes. So Romeo oh, says, Hey, I will go to the party only because I hear Rosalind's
0: going to be there. Yeah.
1: I'll go. And if she's there, like, I'll say hi, but I won't go, but I will. <laughs> uh huh.
0: Uh-huh. Romeo is just basically a piss, baby.
1: He's just. He's He's just going through some stuff. He is. Look, he's, he's just a, a hormonal teen. He had a crush on someone, and she's like, "No, our families are fighting. Go away." And also yucky. And yeah, also no, thank you. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, but, but, oh."
0: Yeah, mm. <laughs> mm. and you notice how quickly he just uh, forgets this person. Like how, how often, does anyone remember Rosalind and, and uh, Romeo? No, because he forgets her. Did I forget her name just then? Yeah,
2: But no, no, it is Rosalind, you nailed it. All right.
0: It's
1: forgettable.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, on the way to the party, Romeo is hanging with his boys.
3: Yeah.
1: And he
2: explains to them that he's had a bad premonition of the party in his dreams <coughs> and that he's a little bit worried about going along. He fears, this is a very specific feeling, he fears that going to the party will set off events that will fatefully result in his, quote, untimely death but he goes, let's go anyway.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Bit of a pre Because Rosalind's
2: going to be there. It's oh. worth risking your untimely death to meet a woman who you're going to forget about in about one, <laughs> one scene.
1: That, uh, picky
0: battles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. No, um,
0: no one's worth that, to be honest.
1: Also, straight up, I don't believe he means that. <laughs> just, Stop, uh, shush. He's just being
0: a very bit of a dramaticist. He's
1: just, he's just a teen. I don't think we should make fun of him for being a teen. Um, no, sorry, we should only make fun of him for being a teen.
2: <laughs> yeah. Proceed. <laughs> well, he makes it to the party and they all get in, even though they're uninvited because it's a masquerade party, so they're all wearing masks. That's,
1: mm. that's a ridiculous... What were they expecting? There's
2: no guest list
0: about
1: them. Yeah.
2: And then suddenly he sees her. Across the room he spies young Juliet and falls instantly in love. It's bye-bye Rosalind and
0: hello, 13-year-old girl in a mask. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Does he fall in love or does he just fall in lust? Is he just full of teen hormones? I think
1: he's just full of teen hormones. He is the teen wolf. I think that's oh. that. Teen Wolf's based on this, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that true? No. no. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen Teen Wolf. Haven't, you know how there's so many things that are based on Shakespeare's plays? So I was like, <laughs> yeah. whoa, maybe it is. <laughs> oh,
1: what was oh. the other one that's <clears throat> this?
2: Mm? Romeo and Juliet. West Side Story. Mm. Oh, th- that makes much more sense
0: <laughs> than Teen Wolf. Yeah. Yes. Teen
1: Wolf is about puberty, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. <laughs>
0: And what? yeah, racism. Anywho, <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I'm thinking of werewolves in London.
0: oh, uh-huh. well, I guess any werewolf story is a little bit about puberty.
1: No, I'm thinking of Teen Wolf.
0: <laughs> what do you he think?
1: Yeah, was there a movie called Teen Wolf?
0: There was with Michael J. Fox.
1: Ah, hmm. maybe.
0: But it's also a little bit about racism. Oh well, you yeah. know,
1: that's that's good. They needed it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> it's the 80s. Things were different back then. I feel not by much.
1: Fit. No, was in you. You needed. Mm-hmm. They needed. They needed a movie to be like, please don't. Ooh. Or was it not about that? No. Oh. It's just
0: look. It. It doesn't. It, it's look. You can watch it again. It's fine. Uh it's I just. It's. It. It's a little. bit, It's an odd film.
2: Do you know there's now a TV series based on it? I did not know mm. that. Mm.
0: Never saw this TV series. Neither. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We'll give it a miss. All right. So (laughs) they get into the party. He's seen her. He's infatuated and he can't take his eyes off Juliet. But my question to you is, is falling in love with someone wearing a mask cheating? Because that is like falling in love with someone wearing sunglasses. We all look hot in sunglasses.
1: Oh, I got a bad face. No, I don't look good in sunglasses.
2: No. Everyone looks hot in sunglasses. You take them off and you go, okay.
1: Uh, Yeah, those
0: those, peepers, those are yours. Oh. Hmm.
2: Huh. But but a mask a mask that's covering up even more of your face. He thinks he's fallen in love with this yeah. girl based on sight alone. What kind of mask was
0: she wearing see. though? That's what I want. What kind of sexy mask?
2: Well, that's open to your interpretation as the uh, plays director. Okay. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. What okay. mask
1: would you put Juliet in to make a boy fall in love with? Well, the most a recent child? picture
0: I've seen of someone in a mask was a photorealistic mask of Danny DeVito, and that's all I can think. <laughs> if of. If he fell in love now. with that. That would be, or if he fell in
2: love with like those the Groucho, Groucho, <coughs> oh yeah yeah, glasses mouth
0: kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I he's yeah. love like a girl with a
2: sense of Oh my human. god, she's <laughs> so hot. She takes off. He's like, oh, you don't have a mustache. Uh, oh, that's disappointing.
0: Really like the big nose and the.
2: <sighs> well, he's fallen in love with her, okay. despite the Danny DeVito mask. Mm-hmm.
1: He will calls un- off. Is there a specific unmasking scene? Uh,
2: no, no. Well.
1: Is it confirmed that they ever take the masks
2: off? <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the play, they're all wearing masks.
1: Is that, a, is that a director's interpretation?
2: Well, if you're directing the play, yes.
1: Hey! I like that a lot. Welcome to the masquerade ball. Or how
2: about this? In your interpretation, it could be that masks are normal and at a masquerade party, you take them off. Okay. And you see people's faces for the first time you don't recognise them anymore without the mask. So you can sneak in and then at the end of the party, you put the masks back on.
0: Oh, okay, okay. See, I was like the idea of more of like a, a crossover with like say point break. Everyone just wears like president masks. <laughs> They're all presidents. <laughs> and then you just be like, yeah, oh, I love me that Reagan looking girl. <laughs> and she takes off a mask, like, I guess I just like Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> he continues on. <laughs> well Ros- Rosalind, eh?
2: Romeo walks across the party. He's completely forgot about Rosalind. He's walking towards <clears throat> Juliet. And as he's doing so uh, who Tybalt. Capulet, your favourite, yes, recognises Romeo's voice and orders his servants to bring him his sword. Mm -hmm. He wants to take revenge for what happened in the street earlier. Mr. Capulet, uh, the big dog of the house, sees this and demands that Tybalt keep it in his pants, his sword that is. He doesn't want the party to be ruined or to annoy the prince. So Tybalt swears revenge but lets Romeo continue to hang out at the party. He's a bit like, oh my, I order.
1: No, this is another good look Mr. Capulet has lost some good favor with me to be honest, but this is a good one where it's like, oh my God stop fighting are you serious no this again, we're gonna
0: get in trouble don't
1: yeah don't I want he's like hey this feud that we've been had for a million years mm. I don't want to ruin my party and I don't want the prince <laughs> to get mad don't do it no. it's my
0: party to bolt so shush
1: Capulet is my favorite adult and he's <clears throat> mm-hmm. still not good he's
2: still not good he also says Romeo's got a good reputation and we don't want to. Yeah, you
0: Romeo's shouldn't attack chill. him at this party. Romeo wasn't even in the fight. <sighs> oh, Ro- gosh. Okay. So
2: Romeo is allowed to walk across the party, and he walks up to Juliet, grabs <clears throat> her hand, chats her up. Yeah, she responds yeah. with some epic flirting. There's Ooh. a lot of back and forth here, mm. a bit of Shakespearean language flying left, right, and <laughs> centre. Mm-hmm. Then uh, they kiss twice. Ooh. Oh,
1: no. still masked by this point? Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
2: still masked. <laughs> so you don't want two long noses, otherwise no. that's really difficult.
1: Just, I know they used to, the masks were like, um, like a heavy form back then. They were like casts, right? So they were hard. Kissing someone and just hearing the little click, clunk, click. Clunk,
2: clunk, <laughs> you Smashed off my nose. Clunk, clunk. Then uh, Juliet's nurse arrives, mm-hmm. basically her assistant and nanny all in one.
1: Yeah, because she needs a nanny <laughs> because she's a child. She's a child.
2: <laughs> Hello, can I marry this girl? Well, just ask yourself, does she still need a nanny? <laughs> if the answer is yes, walk away. <laughs> uh, the nurse tells Juliet to go and speak to her mother <clears throat> and uh, Romeo, who uh, asks the nurse who he's... New love's mother is. Mm. He's like, oh, she's got to go talk to her mother. Who's who's her mother, by the way?
1: Not not who is she? That's fine.
2: Well, (laughs) his heart breaks when he realizes that her mother is a Capulet, meaning that Juliet is a Capulet. He's fallen in love with another member of the family that he, the one family in town he's not allowed to fall in love with. He's just
0: got a thing, yeah. Like he's got a type of like, you know, things he kind of or. If he's growing up in a household where you're like, you know, those Capulets with their, you know, with their red hair (laughs) and brown eyes (laughs) and beautiful porcelain skin. And he's just like, you know, constantly hearing like his parents and cousins describing maybe the physical characteristics of all the Capulets are like, "Mm, maybe I like that.
1: Maybe this is his way of getting back at his dad because he's a teenager. Oh,
0: yeah, that that's yeah, right. Yeah, that yeah. Also,
2: yeah, yeah, Cop that, yeah, Dad. Yeah. Well, the party is over. Romeo has to go. And after he does, Juliet inquires to the nurse who that masked man was. Mm-hmm. She asks the opposite question. Her heart is also rocked when she realises that the man that she too has fallen in love with is a Montague. End of Act 1.
0: Oh, it sucks they both fell in love. But that's, hey.
2: That sets, sets up this story. How are we feeling at this point?
0: um disappointed in both of them to be honest they're kids but you know what they're kids i guess they're exploring their emotions and that's fine they're
1: just kids i am disappointed with all the adults and everyone who's like i will fight you with my sword with my sword (laughs) yeah my sword yeah mr capulet Fan-ish, not big fan, little fan. So he's
2: the only one you're into, and you, obviously we've got...
1: Not
0: just T'Balt's there, he's like, look, I got some boys making uh, annoyance at my boys, and we can't have that, so let's get it on. And then he's got, then he's got some punk Romeo coming to the, our party, and he knows he's not on the invite list, and he's coming here. No, he he needs to learn some respect. Mm. And how do you teach someone respect? With, with a, a sword. sword. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. The only
2: way. Give a good guy a sword. Exactly.
0: Give a good guy a and sword. The, and the goodest guy here, to
2: <laughs> Well, at the start of Act 2, we hear from the chorus again, who tell us how in love these two youngins are, and despite this their circumstances with their families, they're both determined to make it work. Mm-hmm. And on the way back from the party, Romeo... <laughs> I mean, I am... <laughs> Updating the language slightly there. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> no, well, it's that's great.
0: <laughs> well, that said, I reckon like if there was no family feud, would they have even fallen in love? Oh my god, no. No.
1: no. They would have seen each other at school and been like ill. Yeah. Yeah,
2: honestly what would have happened? He, mm. he would have been like, "Nurse, who's that woman's mother?" and he she would have been like, "Oh, that's Trisha." And he would have been like, "Oh yeah." Oh yeah. Cool. Got to go. You wouldn't have thought twice about it.
0: Yeah, because it just seems Romeo likes what he can't have, mm. you know? He likes that forbidden fruit, as it were. He likes going after, you know, the opposition.
1: He's getting a slightly more accessible yet still forbidden fruit this time. The yeah. first time she just didn't like him. This time it's like, oh, my God, she likes me. Okay, time for crime. Yes.
2: I reckon he should have gone for Mrs. Capulet.
1: I
0: reckon.
2: The most forbidden of the fruits.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, but she probably wouldn't have liked him back. Mm. See, that's. He has to find his sweet spot. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, some, yeah, someone, yeah. someone who's young and impressionable, <laughs> not only 13. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the way back from the party, Romeo can only think of Juliet <laughs> and ditches his friends to jump the wall that surrounds the Capulet's garden. He sees cool.
0: Juliet. <laughs> has any of his mates been like, hey, what about Rosalind? You remember her? Yeah. You remember, her? You remember how you know, how, I don't how, like, care about her She's mean, dead yeah, okay, to me. No, Okay. That's so, wow. So they do
1: call him out?
2: <laughs> there is a mention of, of Rosalind. I don't know if it's to him. I can't remember. Someone definitely mentions Rosalind later. Mm. Oh, it's, sorry. That's Friar Lawrence, our uh. priest we're about to meet. Um. Yeah, he definitely is a bit like, oh, hang on, didn't you love someone else? Anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: But uh,
1: so. You were a child, baby. who is was <laughs> a baby child.
0: Yeah, and your baby. You always fall in love. Notice that? You notice that? You notice how you keep falling in love?
1: You ever yeah, see this isn't even what love yeah. is. You just don't know what to call like yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you
0: know? There's
2: you... not a word for like. Shakespeare hasn't invented the word for like
0: yet. <laughs> exactly. Have you ever thought you're maybe just uh, a teenager and you're horny? You ever think about that? You're probably just a little horny. <laughs>
1: Yeah, why does no one have the what is the nurse doing? (laughs) Why does the why is the nurse like, oh hey, who was that? That was Juliet. Oh no, who was that? That was Romeo. Oh, none of my business. Okay, la la la. I'll babysit you, but not without this. Blah blah blah. (laughs) Nursey nursey nurse.
0: This is way more poetic than that. No. I love
1: that. Well he's
2: he's jumped the garden. Jump the wall of the garden. He sees Juliet on her balcony and watches her from the bushes like a creep. Yep. And this is the famous balcony scene where Juliet mm-hmm. says, Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore, out thou, Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name. Or, if thou wilt not, be but sworn, my love, and I'll no longer be a Capulet. He steps out of the bushes and basically says, yeah, no worries. Consider my name gone. And she goes, what the hell? I didn't know someone was actually there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So she's outside being like, we should dump our dads. And he's like, I'll dump my dad. She's like, no. Whoa,
2: whoa, what? Sorry. (laughs) I'm a 13-year-old just saying things. (laughs) (laughs) I don't (laughs) mean... I like my dad. I like my name. Yeah, um, it's um,
1: lovely. This is my screaming garden. How did you get into my screaming oh my garden? God. The walls are so high.
0: It's basically like someone reading like a teenage girl's diary. Yeah. yeah and then b-
2: writing back to it, being like, yeah. cool. Cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. <laughs>
1: Why won't you dump your dad?
0: <laughs> I'll get dump my dad. <laughs> uh, uh. Get with that zero. Uh, wait, no. Leave that zero <laughs> and get with this hero. She's like, but you're a zero. Damn <laughs> Oh, I'm just a creep that hangs out He's just walking around just with the lim- the he's got a limp He's
2: got a limp because <laughs> he's jumped from a, a wall into a bush Yeah mm. Well, so they actually confess their love for each other at this point And Juliet says she will send for him the next day And that if his love is still true, that they can marry It's
0: been like two hours yeah, Well, <laughs> Two hours This is not even like one lord of the ring you know this is oh my is
1: gosh two hours imagine imagine going to be like oh, i'm just gonna watch a movie yeah and then coming out and you, your kids are like i'm in love i might die about it oh <laughs> my like, no stop oh my god uh, just, <laughs> also like just the only the they're at the party they met and they all leave because it's bedtime <laughs> Because you know they're children. Well,
2: exactly. And She snuck out of bed to stand on the balcony. What's a screaming garden? Possibly to smoke. We well, don't know. She's too young. She's
3: too
2: young. Mm. Romeo sets off to find someone to officiate this secret wedding. <laughs> so he's straight on. He's like, bang, great. Got to find a priest. Where well, well, am I going to get one?
0: So you will. <laughs> he's, a, he's a doer. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You know, a, he sees a task and he does it. You hey, know, yeah, he has a problem, he finds a solution.
1: That sort of tenacity is admirable in adults. Yeah. Uh, and shouldn't be given to children. <laughs> it's,
2: it's annoying in children. <laughs> oh, my God. Just play with your cars, okay? Yeah, look. Please, yeah.
1: please let me distract you from this really difficult question about the world for just, just a few years, please.
2: <laughs> He's like, no, I've got to go w- write my wedding vows. You're 15. You're 15, mate. Chill. But who would officiate such a wedding? How about local friar... Friar Lawrence, yeah. who I imagine is the discount local friar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who are you, go you go getting to?
0: married? Yeah, I'm married. I'm right now. Who's getting married? <laughs> you and this person. Oh, you, come over here. I'm getting married right now. Come on, come on. Just He's... give us a scotch and we can make this happen. Yeah.
1: Friar Lawrence almost seems like um, when they when they make TV now and they try and uh, portray a character who's a drug dealer that sells to kids (laughs) (laughs) he seems like the archetype of that.
2: (laughs) He definitely is a little Mm -hmm. bit sleazy, a little bit dodgy Mm -hmm. and Romeo goes to see him the next morning and it's obvious that Romeo hasn't slept Friar Lawrence worries that Romeo has spent the night in sin with (gasps) Rosalind Romeo laughs him off and tells him to forget about Rosalind. <laughs> it's all about Juliet now. And this is where Friar Lawrence is like, What are you talking about? You love Rosalind. And he's like, Not anymore. So that's the only time he really gets it's called a, out. No,
1: oh my. Just, and so easily, because Romeo wasn't in that first scene, it could have been Friar Lawrence being like, Cool, well, I guess maybe they did some Bible study, or he was like, Here are some ways to make a nice soup because he does things with herbs and stuff just fry tuck being like cool and romeo's like oh i'm actually gonna go to a party He's like cool see you tomorrow and he's like oh my goodness you better not have excuse you <laughs> <laughs> what oh jesus christ oh was Don't i like this? Name was i like this oh please tell me i wasn't like this <laughs> Ch- please
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's come on Fryer. We well, f- act together.
2: Friar Lawrence is surprised by the change in Romeo's heart, but agrees to marry Romeo and Juliet. He secretly hopes that the marriage will bring the Montagues and the Capulets together. How right he is, but if only he knew at what cost. If we oh. remember what our chorus said at the start.
0: That's yeah. such.
1: That's oh, Don't use children as pawns. <clears throat> no, a
0: uh, uh, counterpoint, though. It worked. I mean, they use, like, you know, hey, wouldn't it be nice if this uh, Montague Capulet got married? You know, bring the <gasps> families together. Jerk
1: and Friar Tuck knew. Do you reckon he was no, like? No, because
0: that's from the Merry Men, Cash.
1: No, but no, as in
0: Lawrence, though. Yes.
1: Yeah, if he's the man who could be like, hey, mm-hmm. if I make these children married, mm-hmm. that'll end well. Yeah, because again,
0: you got to think about like back in what the fifteen hundreds. You know, it's like
1: everyone's getting married. Got to married marry off a few children, pretty
0: young and whatnot. Uh,
1: so it's just like, hey, I if I, was I can, still pretty young though, right? I'm not
0: sure. Look. I am not a well, history. I was obviously doc. young enough for
2: Juliet's dad to be like Yeah. Yeah, Paris, you can marry my daughter when she's a bit older.
0: Yeah. Mm. So look I, I don't know, look, I'm not I'm not a history major. I don't know. Uh but I would say it's like, you know, it's not the kind of same sort of slick standards that we have, you know, in our sort of western sort of culture where we sort of marry for love and all that kind of jazz. It's yes. kind of like, Well, you're marrying for, you know, political reasons. Well they're it trying to political. marry for love. And they're trying it to is marry for way love. Way But young. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Friar Lawrence is like, nah, we can marry for love and yeah. politics. So you're marrying for yeah, my political reasons. Exactly. This, this is what be... we call a twofer. <laughs> Damn right.
1: Did Shakespeare yeah. invent that word? Yeah. Cool. And
0: Wendy. Friar Lawrence. Wendy. <laughs> no, that was um the other guy. Peter
1: Pan? Yeah. <laughs> Peter Pan invented Wendy. Mm-hmm. She was a shadow before he invented her. JM mm-hmm. Barry,
0: is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, the, the name Wendy, I think he invented that.
2: I've heard that before as well. <laughs> What a claim. <laughs> what a claim! <laughs> uh, Juliet's nurse, final, c- final scene in the sack. Juliet's nurse drops by Romeo's <laughs> pad and asks to speak with him. So nurse has dropped around. Okay. There, Romeo tells nurse to tell Juliet to meet him at Friar Lawrence's place so they can secretly wed. The nurse passes the message on to Juliet and the two young lovers do get married.
0: So, so really it's the nurse's fault right now. The,
2: the nurse and Friar Lawrence are the two
0: adults in this situation that have
2: both said, no worries, you yeah. can get tattoos. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> And they're too young as for As long as you
1: drink in the house, uh-huh. I'm okay yeah. with it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That said, though, no,
0: I'm kind of on the nurse and the, and the fryer side because they, they don't think this is going to end like this insane, right? They don't know the end.
2: Have they heard the chorus? I mean, <laughs> Oh,
0: ha- evidently what? not. they okay. their But they're, 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 their best intentions are like, look, they're dumb kids. If we marry them now, before they start hating each other, we, we can end this feud. Or maybe they've all got do... ulterior motives. They're
1: like, oh, well, living in this feud has been real bad.
0: Exactly. Well, the feud kind of sucks. I can only assume that there's a lot of bloodshed in the streets that we're just not hearing about. Yeah. And it's just a bit of a pain in the ass, especially for the prince. Mm. So it's just like, clearly, it's been a hassle because it's, it's, it's you know, uh, transcended generations. So it's like, well, let's deal with it. Mm. And it's maybe the priest and the nurse can be seen as heroes for bringing these two families. Yeah, so they, 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 they want chasing. credit. Yeah. They want yeah. the credit. Nah, I'm on their side.
1: So this is, um, if I remember correctly, <clears throat> the feud's been going on for so long that no one can remember how it started, right? Yeah, so
2: it's referred to as an ancient grudge.
0: Uh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's again, one of those
2: things, you've grown up hating
0: them. Yeah. Imagine you oh. are at like the point, the turning point, where you could be like, no. I could be the person that turns this whole ancient grudge around oh. because of me.
1: Yeah, no, the me. priest,
2: nurse, <laughs> or the nurse. <laughs> nurse is like not claiming it. The friar's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm the one who married them. Nurse is like, but I told her where to go to marry them. Yeah, I true. successfully
1: sent a message, which is a burn for later. Mm.
2: Oh, super burn! <laughs> <laughs> well, in our next act, Romeo is walking the streets with his boys again. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Now a married man and uh, Tybalt.
0: Peers up ahead. My boy.
2: Tybalt is the one that saw Romeo at his family's party, and he's not forgotten Romeo and challenges him to a Mm -hmm. duel. Good memory, that Tybalt. He can
1: remember one day ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Romeo, who has secretly married Juliet and is therefore Tybalt's cousin, technically, refuses to fight, looking like a real coward in front of his boys.
1: Oh, that's not
2: cool. He even tells Tybalt that he can't tell him why he can't fight. Him. I can't fight you, but I can't tell you why. But it, it, <laughs> I'll tell you one day. So Romeo's boy, Mercutio, draws his sword and says, if you ain't going to fight him, I'm going to fight him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He draws his sword and says, my favourite line of the player, which is, Tybalt, you rat catcher, will you walk? <laughs> <laughs> what a line. Love that. Oh, that's uh, good. Mercutio do you, gets do you, some good lines. Do you Basically remember good. Mercutio saying that to you when you were Tybalt?
1: Um, I think they changed it slightly. They
2: didn't um, call you. A, that, that's the best line, you rat catcher. Yeah. Will you walk?
1: Well, maybe they did say that, and I just forgot. You coward. Fair um, The way that they. Oh no! Keep going. It's, it's for for a bit. i was just <laughs> have <having a> to. <visit. laughs> how,
0: how do you? How does one become Prince of Cats? Out of curiosity.
1: Ooh. <laughs> it's either the most wholesome thing you've ever heard, or nothing to know about.
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't want to know what he did. Uh.
1: To those no, poor poor no. cats. <laughs> no, no. Is is Italy? Oh, I'm getting my Europe facts mixed up. I know there's a place in Europe where, um, the cats mm-hmm. choose a place, and if you move, the cats stay there because the cats the cats are seen as property of a house. Uh-huh. They belong to a house, so if you you might move in somewhere uh-huh. that has cats.
0: Uh-huh. Is it? So perhaps maybe... a double entendre, though.
1: I hate that. <laughs>
2: Just curious. I hate that. (laughs) Well, fortunately, Gradesaver.com has an answer for us. (laughs) Mikusio refers to Tybalt as the good king of cats or the prince of cats because his demeanor and actions are much like a cat's. Agile, predatory, and territorial. All right. Tybalt is hot-tempered and quarrelsome, as we see by how quick he is to engage in a battle. Cats are always pulling souls on on people.
1: But that's SaveMyGrade.com. This is the summary for kids. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: Actually, that's true. true. (laughs) Not, he has sex with cats. (laughs) I would never write that. No, 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 no. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft.
0: Anywho.
2: Well, Tybalt and Mercutio have a fight and yeah. Romeo tries to break it up. And in the process, Tybalt stabs Mercutio, a wound which ultimately kills him.
0: Yeah, he gets worm's meat of him or whatever. That no, is true No, don't
1: kill each other You'll get killed Yeah The punishment for death is death <laughs> Yeah
0: And then, yeah it's, I, lo- oh, I love I love Makusho in this whole He's so over dramatic. Uh, Even though Makusho stepped up and was like Well, if you're not going to fight him I'll fight him And then he gets got, and He's like, you've made You know, ask for me tomorrow And you'll find me a grave man Yeah, and he's so said- good And then the whole like a Plague on both yeah, your houses Both your houses
1: ah. Zamet says, ask me tomorrow And you'll find me a grave man um, Often in daily life <laughs>
0: Yes. You're also putting plagues on people's houses. I uh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, someone has to.
2: Well, so Mercutio's dying, Tybalt runs away for a bit and Romeo has the realisation that he's been a real coward, that he must avenge his friend. And he gets his chance just a few seconds later when
1: Tybalt <laughs> reappears. Oh, that's that's actually, like, for Romeo's um, comparative mm. uh, time, the way he perceives time, I uh-huh. can only imagine that's a long mull. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm still mad. Yeah, look. (laughs) It's been uh, seconds. (laughs) I don't want to say, you know, maybe be a snitch in the situation, but look, Romeo. So uh, at the start, uh, a certain prince was like, if I catch wind of anyone who who starts this kind of fight again, this Mm -hmm. violence, they will be executed. So a certain member of a certain family has started something and actually killed a man, perhaps go to the police, the dope. prince, the and then be dope. like, hey... And they'll legally take care of him. Yeah, this guy, he did a thing. Even though he's technically my cousin, he killed my boy. Mm-hmm.
1: Do with that information what you want. I'm just being a good guy. I'm but
3: stay
2: does he snitch? No. Instead, he challenges Tibalt to a fight and kills him himself. His wife's cousin... Whoopsie!
0: Yeah, no, saddest moment in any kind of uh, piece of literature.
2: I'm but so sorry purely. that Tybalt is no more.
0: It so it was too pure. <laughs> well,
2: Romeo runs away, fearing what will happen to him because he's now also a murderer. Then the prince arrives, and here's what has happened. And rather than kill Romeo, he decides to banish him from the city and says that if he does reappear, he will be murdered. Meanwhile, okay. so he's kind of he's banished him, given him a second chance yeah, in a way, a
0: small blessing, you know. Mm-hmm. He's he's granted him a, a kindness.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, mm.
0: <clears throat> just don't come back. You've killed. Look, you've murdered someone. Just don't come back. That's pretty. That's pretty just good. Leave. Just, just leave. Just leave. Just go away. Shoo. He's okay. just lost his
2: Verona privileges,
0: that's and that's it.
1: kind of all right.
0: Yeah. You know, like in in terms of punishment and crime.
1: Yeah, it's good. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <sighs> I thought. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It, it's not death. Yeah. Is it presumed death to be exiled at this time, though?
2: Well, I mean, it's slightly better than death, right? Because yeah. he's just not with his family and his boys anymore. No, oh, no, his boys. He loves his boys.
1: But my boys like are my boys. life. He just killed I his I also love boys. my wife. Yeah. My name is Romeo. I'm causing <laughs> strife. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. I'm sure there's been a rap
0: adaptation of this.
1: I never want to hear
0: it. <laughs> really, is a modern interpretation for any Shakespeare. Oh god, place. it
1: just transposes perfectly. Don't need to, don't need to make any stretches. Yeah,
0: yeah. I see why they always age them up. Anywho, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
2: never a 13-year-old girl. Though. Meanwhile, speaking of 13-year-olds, Juliet is staying up waiting for Romeo to appear on their wedding night. The nurse runs it uh-huh.
1: to- What? Yeah. Talk to me about time. Did this happen in the morning and they were like, well... So in the
0: morning, they got married. And then- in the mid-morning, <laughs> Mercutio died. At midday, he got in a fight with T'Balt. At about 1.30, he got exiled. Yeah, and then at about 2 o'clock, <laughs> Juliet's
2: like, can't wait for my wedding night.
0: Exactly busy day.
1: Just the idea that like, we'll get married in the morning and, well, um, we are children, so our <laughs> understanding is that sex <laughs> can only happen when it is dark.
0: I still gotta hang out with my boys, I promised yeah, it. So, so so. Hey, I, I
1: had that,
2: that booking before the wedding was booked in,
0: which
1: yeah,
2: was about seven
0: minutes ago. You know. No, that's okay.
1: My nurse said she'd teach me some school. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the school I have to <laughs> do Hey,
0: look, if you don't want me to hang out with my I just feel like you're smothering me and I, I need to hang out with the boys. I know it's our wedding day, but the boys. You yeah. know, I
1: didn't Bucks night? What's that about?
0: Yeah, so we're going to do that. Yeah, the black side is after the wedding.
1: You know, well, a few, few drinks, few shanks. Don't look into it. <laughs> BRB.
2: I'm sorry I'm such a poet.
1: <laughs> oh, the nurse
2: runs in with news of the fighting and in h- an hilarious Shakespearean mix-up, the nurse messes up the story in panic and Juliet thinks Romeo and Tybalt are both dead. Oh, no. That's a very comical. Uh. Finally, she works out the truth and is so overjoyed that Romeo isn't dead and that Romeo's banishment is w- worth... Uh, Is worse than thousands of Tybalt's. Uh-huh, her uh-huh, cousin uh-huh. who just died. Oh. Yeah, ouch. Rude.
0: She's uh-huh. like, are
1: they close though?
2: Well, close yeah. enough for him.
0: Yeah. Her to... You know, he was protecting her honor. No, yeah.
1: but but that was. That was more of a Capulet oh, situation.
0: Yeah, he wasn't with her on. Was no, more Capulet on.
1: Yeah, he was just—he just wanted to have a stab.
0: Yeah, seems like it was like, like an older cousin who's a little bit more violent than like everyone else. Yeah, He's different he, generation. Yeah. He's like,
2: has anyone wronged you lately? Can I stab Can anyone I for look, you? Yeah, I got Please. this sword yeah.
0: <laughs> that's going unstabbing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've sharpened it, and it doesn't have anything to stab. Sharp-
0: Any Romeo's need a. Stab? Dabbing...
1: He just literally, like when we did the when we did the play in high school, where I played Tybalt, yeah. they were like, "So for the play, you are just furious, your character, because it was um like the first half was a comedy, and the, and then after Tybalt dies, it becomes a tragedy, um, because they,
0: it's a tragedy when he dies. Yeah, yes, so that, that was yeah, the, exactly. That was the turning Finally, the, vindication. Life yeah, is vindication. never the, life is never the same
2: after tybalt has gone. Exactly.
0: No, it was such good times before, and now after, what's the point? The, Maybe I'll drink the poison. yeah
1: <laughs> uh, Looks looks good, <laughs> um. Yeah. So the whole point of the play was to be like the first part is comical, being like, "Oh, this is silly," and then the second half is being like, "No one took responsibility, and a lot of bad things happened because people didn't think." Um, and yeah, the direction for the first half of the play, in which I was in, so it was a comical section, was like, "Okay, Tybalt is angry. Tybalt is furious. So mad." Um, and that was the, that was yeah.
0: <laughs> Your motivation, fury. Yeah. Yep. Anger. <laughs> You're, you're
1: furious. I got a, a fun bit when I got to yell at a, a kid in the audience. Didn't have to be a kid. I just walked up and it turns out they were. <laughs> Whoops.
2: Oh, dear, it's a seven-year-old. Well, I've committed to the bit.
1: Yep, couldn't stop yelling at them. Good. Good. Really?
2: Uh, in the final scene of this act, Juliet is sad because... Her and Romeo didn't get to spend their wedding night together, wink, Mm. wink. Mm -hmm. And she is worried that they never will. But the nurse calms her down and says she knows where Romeo was hiding Mm -hmm. and that she'll
0: go and get him for their wedding night. Hells, yeah. Finally get rid of that maidenhead or whatever. Uh,
1: uh, 13. 13. 13. Don't do that. Don't. Oh, don't. Don't do that. That's. Don't pick up a. Don't. Mm.
2: All right. Well, we'll gloss over the They spend the night together. <laughs> <laughs> they do. But the next morning, Romeo escapes via a ladder, knowing he can't be seen or he'll be killed. So he sneaks out before mm-hmm. uh, basically daybreak. They have a tearful goodbye, and both notice each other looking pale, as if they're dead. They say bit of foreshadowing. Okay. Now,
0: this uh. Romeo precog. Just saying.
1: Yeah. Well, Juliet notices as well. Maybe she's just trying to fit in. Yeah. She's
2: like, "You look pale, like a corpse." He's like, "You also look pale." <laughs> We are such a hot couple.
0: <laughs> Damn, we have never seen the sun. We aren't too working rich. in the field like those peasants.
1: We're too rich. Mm. The only times I've been outside have been to kill. <laughs> you have never left the tower. <laughs> when, um, is there a point in which we will see Juliet outside of a building? I
3: or can't not. think
1: of a time <laughs> when we ever
2: see her outside. Huh. Maybe she's a vampire. Yeah. yeah, she
1: is outside on the balcony at night, but I am not counting that. Because no, it at was night. a scream garden. Under and moon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Full moon, I imagine. Yeah. Man, why don't we have a scream garden?
1: We'll get one.
0: Okay.
2: Well, then, to finish <laughs> off this act, before before the uh, curtain falls for the first half of the play, lady Capulet that comes in and tells Juliet the good news. She is to
0: marry Paris next Thursday. Finally.
1: Uh, does she come in? Is, that, is she saying Her- that to really prove it to everyone else that that's going to happen. And she's like, hey, cool news. Your dad buckled. Yeah. Is this? Guess who asked more than once and got his way? <laughs> you keen?
2: Dad is a terrible negotiator. <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Juliet is very upset. Oh, and-
1: my God. No. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. Um, Sorry. Hey. Hey. Wait until she's older. It has been three days. She's three
2: days older. <laughs> yeah. I mean, time. Has- to be honest. I think it. I think it maybe even less than three days. Yeah, maybe a couple. It might maybe be the next, just the, the next one day. Hey. It's the yeah. next day. Well, yeah. actually, no. There's been two yeah. nights. Two, two nights because
1: night balcony scene night. Night Weddy we don't night. talk about. And then
0: <laughs> and now today and now okay.
1: Paris
2: breakfast yeah. morning. Him going, who
0: loves you, baby? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's like look. So we me and your dad have been talking, and even though initially you might have been too young.
1: No, but he does Uh, say next week. I think that's something we're missing.
0: All right. Maybe her 14th birthday is next week. A week and three days. Ten days. So in ten days, you're going to be ripe. Well, (laughs) Juliet.
1: Did you have to?
2: (laughs) Well, Juliet is not surprisingly very upset. And not knowing that she's already married to their family enemy who just murdered their cousin, Mm.
3: Romeo, Mm. her
2: father threatens to disown her if she refuses. Tragedy, tragedy, tragedy. Curtain falls. Uh uh Audience, go out and have a drink. Uh
0: However, I um, just want to point out, uh, if you refuse and you get disowned, that's a, that's a pretty good solution. I
2: also have been thinking that. Right? Then yeah. you can like also be exiled would. with your husband.
1: Yeah. Yep. Like, just leave. Sick. She's, she's um, still a literal child who needs yeah, a nurse, though. Yeah, so yeah, so
0: <laughs> fair, fair enough. Once again... The, the the any kind of like you know pratfalls of her like thought process is just
1: She's stopped thirteen by
0: her being thirteen
1: yeah it's just yeah. I just keep coming up to that yeah I know. You know it's like
0: any kind of other kind of like oh why not this why not ah oh, yeah 13. thirteen years old 13. thirteen years
1: old okay yep okay yep. I mean they they've both been exiled at this point rob your dad <laughs> rob your dad ah
0: imagine right instead of this like you know garbage where it ends up. The third act is just a heist film.
1: Oh my god! (laughs) Trying to rob
0: Dad to fund your your husband's life in exile.
1: Yeah. Hey, your life too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag
1: equality.
2: (laughs) I'm stealing for everyone here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. I'm stealing for two. (laughs) (laughs) From now on, we'll be stealing for two. (laughs) (laughs) And 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 Juliet's like, make that three. Wink.
1: Pregnancy announcement.
0: Ah, beautiful. What? Age him up, though. Age him up. Please age him him up. up. So, Juliet is very upset. Why? Her love, (laughs) Romeo. I don't understand. Why? Her
1: life seems cool.
0: (laughs) She has a scream garden. She has, like,
1: two men after her and she's complaining.
0: (laughs) And she has has servants. She's rich.
1: (laughs) She has never seen what the sun looks like.
0: (laughs) To her, the sun is a myth.
1: She has a second mum who's, like, she's basically the boss of.
0: Yeah. Second mum. rules. (laughs)
2: So Romeo's in exile. Her family are forcing her to marry Paris. She confide, confides her sadness in Friar Lawrence, a from before who proposes, this hero. proposes a little plan.
0: Oh, dumb plan. He
2: tells her that the night before she's due to marry Paris, Juliet, which is next Wednesday, should take a little sleeping potion that is so effective it will make her look dead. If she's dead, she can't marry Paris and will be put in the family's crypt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm whilst in the tomb asleep Friar Lawrence will go and get Romeo from out of town mm-hmm. and he'll come back and wake her up and together they'll sail off into the sunset and never look back because she's <coughs> dead he's an okay. exile huh. it's okay. very easy huh. plain cool. simple huh. clear-cut what huh. could go wrong uh-huh. should I stop huh. the play yeah, yeah, right
0: yeah, yeah. now huh. look again See, friar mm, uh, so okay uh, mm, so, so yes. uh, okay so mm. your your end result there yep. is for them to to be exiled yep. together okay now okay. what what have we just heard? Friar, okay, what have so, we just heard from the dad?
1: What do you think, Fryer? could be an easier solution than testing your stuff on children?
2: He's like, but I just bought this little poison. I,
1: You know, you just,
0: really just use did, use did buy poison. I did
1: really want to use it. Is it okay if I, I mean, we can do your plan, but I just think this would be more fun. Like, yeah. wouldn't it be more fun? And she's like, My life's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like he's like, if
2: this was a movie, what would you do? She's like,
0: Poison. Okay. Drink the poison, I guess. But like, yeah, the end result, if she just denies old, you know, wouldn't papa, then you don't have to do anything.
1: She's like, Dad, I'm gonna go. He's like, What?
0: Okay. Oh. Oh. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's like, You're too young to go, but you're old enough to marry. But mm. well, Juliet Comes back to her parents. Now, the plan, she's like, she agrees to the plan, comes back to her parents. And now, with the plan in action, she tells them she's thought about her actions and she's sorry and that she's actually keen on marrying Paris. Great. She's like, I'm sorry I protested before. I'm keen, except that she seems so keen that her dad decides, hey, you should get married even sooner. How about tomorrow?
0: All right. He's
2: really keen on you, and apparently now you're really keen on him. Let's make it happen. Thank
1: God. The one thing I was really banking on. (laughs) Uh. See, now that she's like, no, I want to. He's like, cool, she's old enough. Okay, done. (laughs) Boom.
2: So Juliet, that night, drinks the potion. She's like, I've got to do this earlier because I'm going to get married tomorrow. She speaks out loud about putting a lot of trust in Friar Lawrence because she can't be sure if the potion is real or if, in fact, it's just a poison and that her death will cover his tracks about him letting Romeo and Juliet get married.
1: A really Smart. insightful take for a, a child. Yeah, she's like, oh,
2: I hope this isn't poison. <laughs> yeah, glug glug glug.
1: Hope he's yeah. not trying to kill me to make sure that he doesn't get away with crimes. Okay. Yeah. Huh. That so would like, be a really I, easy I way to. I wouldn't
0: have even thought about that to no. be honest. I have. I've even even thought about that, and I've read this damn thing, and I kind of forgot about that whole situation.
2: Yeah, she's like, well, and she even she goes, "Cheers, Romeo." Swallows the potion. Wow.
0: Oof. Because, like, from Friar uh, Lawrence's perspective, you know, it was just like, okay, so she needs to marry a guy. <sighs> I've already married. Oh, God. That's a crime to get double she, married. You can't
1: do that. She's 13. She will, tell some, she will
0: tell someone. She will tell someone. She has her young. screaming
1: garden, and she will tell someone. She is
2: too young to, to not tell someone but old enough to get married.
1: We yep. all know that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So a way to maybe just kill her, the nurse, and Romeo, I'm off scot-free.
1: Trifecta. <laughs> was that where the word hat trick came from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He invented that as well.
2: God, he was a poet. Such a poet. Uh, the next morning, Juliet's supposed wedding day to Paris, she is found dead.
0: Oh no! In oh, that's so. Oh, no, that's no, her, that's bad. Just good the nurse we Don't do cremation.
2: No. Her family and husband to be, Paris, are all very upset, and now instead
0: yes. of a wedding, they have to plan a funeral. That takes a couple days.
1: Mm. Oh, you'd think. Well, you'd think, but this—they this this already is. had this. They got Family. the print and they already had the party.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're like, oh, yes, we'll just move a wedding up a week. I could plan a wedding and, like, I mean, a funeral and maybe, you know, yep. two yeah, yeah,
2: they just use the same catering.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly the same. Why waste Everyone, the venue? Um, Everyone of black.
2: And yeah, that's all you do. On. You just yeah. take the strawberries off the cake. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly it looks a bit morbid. <laughs>
1: it does.
2: Yeah. horrible looking yeah. cake.
0: Get the wedding topper, replace it with a mini coffin.
1: (laughs) Get the wedding topper, just shove the groom in so the wife (laughs) is just lying down. Oh man, I
0: was was, like looking at like wedding toppers, um, and there are some god awful wedding toppers. And my favorite ones are always when it's like the wife. Or the uh, yeah the, the the bride dragging the groom away from a thing, oh. and there oh, are what? so many of these like wedding like a toppers. Video game Either console. a video game, fishing, oh. Uh, oh. camping. Ah, uh, there's just so many like just things like a tool shed. I love them Who's so much. Who's picking that? Is the wife know. picking
1: that, or is the know. husband
0: going? This is
2: hilarious, love, because
0: you don't let me fish anymore. Yeah. I'm, su-
1: I'm sure it would be the wife it being it, be like, oh, this is what I signed up for, but he's into it too. Like, yeah. you you can't pick that. Like, of all the fights mm. to pick on your wedding day, mm-hmm, you wouldn't mm-hmm. do that. I will say my favourite wedding topper is an edible one, so you can't <laughs> And just just the idea that you both, like...
0: Eating yourselves.
1: Yeah, mm. like, I'd go to eat me. <laughs> I it. am My a husband big would boy. go to eat me. And it's like, but I'm marrying you. I'm like, yeah, but... But that—that's me. I get to eat me.
2: When else do I get to eat me? <laughs> yeah. I don't get
1: to eat me very often. Fine. We'll have two sets made and we'll eat each other. Beautiful.
0: And yourselves.
1: Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Well, no. My dream is obviously to eat myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's everyone.
1: Everyone has that dream. It's not I'm weird.
0: there. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, wedding toppers. What? A, yeah. What a trip.
1: Oh <laughs> gosh. <a> trip. <gasps> divorce cakes. Have you seen divorce cakes? Oh wow. Oh Did my I god. Capitalism divo- rules. Divorce
2: <laughs> toppers. What are we talking?
1: So well, some of them will be like, oh, they'll just be really violent. Some of them are the, the, the wife having like decapitated the husband or whatever, or the wife standing there with like, there's just blood all down the cake. <laughs> just us. Yep.
0: Wow, people are awful, aren't they? Oh yeah. yeah.
1: God.
2: Good luck to you if you're getting married this weekend. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Make sure you eat yourself. Uh, (laughs) If you let your partner eat you, then you lose dominance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's what marriage is, uh, a series of dominance.
2: Well, in the final act, Act 5, we cut to Romeo walking the streets of nearby town Mantua, where he's been exiled. Mm -hmm. He's basically whistling to himself in a great mood. He's just awoken from a dream about Juliet and life filling up.
0: <laughs> Hells yeah. Don't love the woman. Love the dream or the idea yeah. of the woman. Oh, Hells je- yeah, babe. Mm, mm, mm. He
1: just I want to sit Romeo down and be like, Romeo, it seems like you're in love with being in love.
0: Yes, in love with the idea of loving yeah. you. Yeah, yes. you love love. 100%. He loves love and he's put on a pedestal. He's just put love on a pedestal.
1: Good place to keep it. I if mean, you got to I mean, put I it mean, somewhere. Guess, but in- yeah. yeah.
2: Ugh. So he's whistling, he's he's having a great time Until his mate, Balthazar, mm. arrives with some news I'm afraid Juliet is dead Remember, that's what everyone thinks Romeo does not take this well, of course <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hang on, that's not what the dream was about I'm sorry When Aww. I dream, things usually come true yeah. Romeo writes a letter to send to his family And gives it to Balthazar and sends him on his way mm-hmm. Now alone just had some terrible news. She should not be leaving him alone. But anyway, Romeo confesses that he plans to kill himself in okay. Juliet's tomb. Uh-huh. And we're as the audience, we're like, oh damn. Uh-huh. In the next scene, Friar Lawrence, our friar from before, who we've said is pretty dodgy yeah, 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 speaks yeah, yeah. to another friar, Friar John. The man who was supposed to go and tell Romeo about the plan with Juliet. Ah. So he knows that she's not dead.
1: No, he's a friend. No, I trust him. So I
0: got lost. Uh, (laughs) Couldn't couldn't find him. It's even
2: worse. He says, he confesses he never made it because he was put in quarantine due to a plague outbreak. So he never (laughs) even left his house. Oh, no. He's
0: like... The plague on what? both their houses was oh, actually no. the friar's house. Oh no. Makusha, you're done stuffed up.
1: Also, I've realized as well, um, with the giving away the goat is that what it's called? Giving yeah. away the goat at the start, saying that everyone's gonna die, there's totally a <laughs> fake out in the what am I thinking I don't of know, oh, getting someone's goat. Yeah. So apparently they give...
0: if you if you put a, a goat next to a horse who's being all unruly, the, the, the horse calms down. And so oh, to really? take someone's goat is to kind of make the horse upset again. I don't know if this is true or a lie. Someone told <laughs> I me love it. that I'm repeating. There are many people who will be repeating that, and oh, I'm one of them. Re- good. Yeah, got yeah.
1: yeah, That's a good fact. I yeah. just love the idea that in that scenario, being like, they really got my goat, you're like... <laughs> I'm a big angry horse, and I'm only okay when I've got my support
3: coat. Yeah, support support coat for a goat. horse is very
2: lovely. Yeah, mm.
1: but yeah, no, there was a fake out because in that middle part where they were like, up, oh, hmm. you know, if if anything happens, the prince is gonna kill everyone, and then everyone started dying. You're like, oh my god! So Tybalt saw him at the party, and that's gonna kill Romeo, and that's how the deaths start. And then it doesn't. You're like, okay, no, okay, no. And then Romeo kills Tybalt. You're like, oh my god, the prince. The prince is going to kill Romeo and then it's another fake-out. You're like, oh, my God, how are they going to die? How many
2: fake-outs are there here?
1: Oh, yeah. Ooh. There are multiple fake-outs. No, Shakespeare knew what he was doing. He's like, yeah. here's the ghost.
0: Here's the taking it.
2: <laughs> well, Friar Lawrence, just being told by John that he didn't send the letter, he quickly realises that no one will come and save Juliet, who is now essentially sealed in a tomb <laughs> with no food and or water, and he decides... I'll have to do it, do it myself. And he grabs okay. a crowbar and heads to the cemetery. Look, smart boy. Someone should do that. Was he Good. planning
1: on giving Romeo a crowbar? Romeo.
2: Yes. <laughs> Look, Romeo has BYO crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> that night at the tomb of the Capulets, Paris.
1: Sorry, is this day three yeah. or
2: day four? I believe this is day four. Day four, yeah. A lot wow. has happened. <laughs> Romeo's life, and it's what a lot of crazy it's still, weekend. Still a lot more, it's just yes, one crazy long weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like the Hangover, yeah, yeah, but yeah. crazier somehow. Yeah. <laughs> that night at the tomb of the Capulets, Paris, who was engaged to Juliet in his mind, is laying flowers on his dead fiance's grave when he hears Romeo arrive. He hides in the bushes and sees Romeo with a crowbar. Mm-hmm. He recognizes him as the person who killed Tybalt mm-hmm. and thinking the death of her cousin is what killed Juliet indirectly he thinks she died suddenly yeah. her cousin had just been m- murdered maybe it was from uh grief. you know grief yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah they don't know about how things work so yeah. he
2: walks out and challenges Romeo to a duel mm-hmm. also he sees him with a crowbar and thinks that Romeo was there to to yeah. essentially graffiti and destroy uh yeah yeah Capulet's you body
0: up and you know donate that body to science yeah. and now we've got a Frankenstein. And he
2: hates science. He does. So he yeah. challenges Romeo to a duel Yes, but Romeo doesn't want to fight of course which because he's always like that. Yes. But they yeah. do anyway and Romeo wins and by wins I mean kills
0: Paris. <laughs> what a win!
1: Just starting off the week having killed no people and yeah. like ending it with Three, oops, oops. Uh, Paris asks,
2: uh, as he's dying, asks to be entombed with his love Juliet, and Romeo says, "Okay,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, sure, sure, idiot. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll put her in." He actually
2: does. He carries. I thought, also thought, he's just saying that to be nice. He's just killed a man. No, no, he carries Paris's body into the tomb and is astonished when he sees Juliet lying there because she looks. Almost like she's not dead because
1: she's not dead, but he doesn't know that. Why did their family not? Oh my god, Mr. Capulet! <laughs> she doesn't look That's dead. Th- it's because she's so young.
2: My question, she's so. My question is, she's just lying there, open, not like open basically on a slab of concrete. Yes. What was the plan to leave her there forever, and she just rots yes. in the open? Yes. Because that is disgusting.
0: One can assume yes. Are there
1: no other good. bodies around? Yeah, surely there'd be other
2: stages of it's decomposition. The family
1: crypt. Yeah.
0: So they, like, again, uh, so if, like, no one had come for her, next time someone dies from the family, then they would see, like, <laughs> body like clawing, claw clawing at the door oh. and being like, oops. Ah, uh, oh, oh well.
1: Nurse fetched the spackle. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: So, um... But at least he's done Paris a kindness.
2: That's he's nice, he's dropped it? Paris's body off, he sees Juliet's body, he kisses her, mm-hmm. basically a he kiss goodbye, then he drinks some poison and Romeo dies.
0: Finally.
2: Friar Lawrence enters, thinking that he can save the day. He's like, yeah. I came, I'm here. He's got a crowbar, and instead he sees Paris and Romeo both dead on the ground. He's like, something's happened. <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. Not good. Man, he's been the detective to try and solve this problem. Yeah. Huh. huh. Hmm. Well, huh. he definitely stabbed huh. <laughs> <laughs> here.
1: blood. Okay,
0: okay, okay.
2: He's, he While he's confused, Juliet wakes up and uh, he asks Friar Lawrence what the hell's going on. Friar Lawrence says, Romeo's dead. Paris is dead. We got to go. Fair. But she can't bear to live without Romeo and kisses his lips, no. hoping there's still enough poison on them to take her out to. He, she sees an empty poison vial and goes, he, she, he must have t- eat, drunk poison. I'll, I'll try and lick it off his lips. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there's not enough. Oh, so no. she resorts to stabbing herself to death. And then collapses on top of Romeo's corpse, mm-hmm. leaving uh, Paris lying there as the third wheel for all eternity. Yeah, yeah. And the
1: Friar does not stop this. Yeah, yeah
2: he's he's only got a crowbar. What could he do
1: right
0: now? If I was the Friar, I would leave, put the the tomb like uh, the shut the it. door, the, just shut <laughs> it, uh, and then leave town forever. And just no. Who's coming to see that? I... <laughs> hey, all
1: evidence is dead aside from the nurse.
2: Yeah. Well, by yeah. the time. The Next person dies, which could be a decade,
0: which could whatever. be a decade, could be next week. Time works in mysterious ways. Yeah, but yes. if it is a
2: decade, they've rotted, no one can tell <clears throat>
0: exactly. Fire
2: Lawrence is like, I didn't see
0: this coming, yeah. <laughs> they're like, who, who, why is Paris here? That's so weird. <laughs> I Weren't thought they she died. Get
1: married, she was, oh, that's weird, yeah. Oh, how
0: did she stab herself?
2: Did she Paris come in and stab her body? That's weird, yeah. yeah. Romeo, well, anyway,
1: so many stab wounds. Mm. Mm
0: hi and i'm just a humble (laughs) friar i don't know anything about this
1: well no it would look like romeo killed them both and then himself
0: off scot free off scot
1: free friar
0: lawrence is like yeah that's what happened yeah 100 100 yeah the
1: capulets are crazy i love montague now
0: (laughs) (laughs) hashtag team montague
1: well, the other
2: way around. So Hashtag Team n- Cap. <laughs> now in the tomb, we've got three dead bodies and Friar Lawrence with a crowbar. Yep. It looks sus for him. Everyone else arrives at this point. Oh, having- no.
0: Oh, that's the worst. Oh, no. <laughs> this is, oh, He's my like,
2: God, oh. poor Friar Lawrence. <laughs> Everyone's been alerted by Paris' servant who was hiding and watching the whole time. So he what see, a coward! He saw Romeo alive, stab his master, and he goes, i got to go tell someone. So he goes and grabs <laughs> the Finally prince.
1: Finally, someone dobbs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God, dob, got- it'll save a life.
2: We've got a knock, knock on our hands. And as if there wasn't enough death, Romeo's dad, Mr. Montague, declares that his wife has also died of grief since Romeo was exiled. So there's another one for the body count. Thanks, Shakespeare. We didn't need
0: that one. Look, I feel maybe off camera something else was happening. And this is just a way for uh, Papa Romeo to, like, you know, blame his son <laughs> uh, for the death of, for his, a uh, of his wife, so mm, maybe I just don't like this guy. He's
2: just blaming yeah. crimes on the dead people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I reckon Paris stole lots of money.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I don't have jerk. to pay tax he this owed year, me right? A lot, is right, that how that yeah. works? Yeah, yeah he's, He owed me a lot of money. He jerk. probably,
1: um, you know, sold it or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I owed
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have some of his money?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, the prince is also there, and he asks Friar Lawrence, "What the hell has happened?" And the friar tells the tale. And this is backed up by the letter <gasps> that Romeo wrote and gave to Balthazar. So there's evidence of uh, what so the prior the Lawrence isn't crazy.
0: Oh, man. What kind of, like, crazy lie could he have tried to get away with? Yep. So, look, I was here. Um, uh uh, they fell on it. I, so they I fell on it. <laughs> uh, hey, business. you know about that? Va- okay, uh, vamp, vamp. Vam- I am a vampire hunter. <laughs> I'm a vampire hunter. I know this is great. Look, vampires are real. This is news for everybody. I, I was suspicious of Juliet because she never saw the sun. <laughs> so I came here with. A, that's why I've got the crowbar to break in, stab her in the heart with the sword because I, she was turning into a vampire and I stabbed her. Yep, that was me.
1: Yep. Anyway, I'm actually ah. selling some anti-vampire uh, vaccines. Um, so,
0: uh, yeah, as you can see, she, she rose from the dead because she's a vampire <laughs> and I had to stab because she turned Romeo into one. <laughs> Paris was also a vampire. Just saying. So anyway, and
2: anyone who says otherwise is also a vampire <laughs>
0: and should be killed. <laughs> so, uh, if anyone wants to pay me for my anti-vampire, practice, let's let's kill the nurse. I don't I'm trust sure her. that nurse. <laughs> pre- Juliet's last vampire words were, "Don't kill me. I am a vampire, just like my nurse who turned me into a vampire." <laughs> as she was, a, she, we should just go kill her. We should just go kill her. was a heart, right? Easy done. <laughs> Well, he, I can't believe that he doesn't go with
2: that plan. He tells them the truth. It's something you should never say.
0: Exactly.
3: God. Oh the- no!
1: Now he's back to being political. Ugh. She's like, he's. It's like, oh no! And then people come in. They're like, what's happened? He's like. Oh. Wait. Um. Actually, you all did a bad job, and this is your fault. Do you ever think that maybe society is the yeah. problem?
0: Just gaslights everyone in this room. I'm. I,
1: we who live could, in a society.
0: Who could say even married them? Who could say even gave her the poison? It could have been any one of you. Really, the poison was the words that you were you know giving her all throughout her life about the other fam just saying yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's like i believed in love so are you gonna call me the bad guy like mm. i'm the only mm. one yeah. here who loved anyone <laughs> He's
0: like come on prince
2: believe in something for once
0: yeah yeah i've been ordained by god <laughs> yeah. so who are you gonna believe you or me who is basically jesus at this point <laughs>
2: who who else here is representing jesus right no now no
1: one
0: no one but the
2: friar
1: well, the prince, Friar John's still inside, <laughs> he has the plague. Can't leave. You stay in there. Friar John, a sick man.
2: Well, the prince, he hears the truth, and he blames both the Capulets and the Montagues for the events. Saying their feud is what has caused the tragedy, and the friar's like, "Oh, thank God!" The friar, you saw the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: you yeah, did this. Yeah, you. you pre- did listen this. to the priest, <laughs> Listen to the prince. Yes, yes.
1: The nurse doing that thing where she like slowly sticks her head out from a lineup to just make eye contact with the friar. Like, oh, <laughs> we is got away with it. Are you happy?
2: <laughs> Are you happy with this?
1: Is this your legacy? Okay. I mean, I'm not going to say anything, but that's a choice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's, Aaron's the bride, like Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta at the end of Pulp Fiction, <laughs> just walking out like, yeah, we got away with that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <Wow>. Surf <laughs> music plays. Well, the prince blames them and says, uh, the feuds caused this. And they all go, you know what, prince? You're right. They all hold hands and together forgive each other. Everything That's from the nice. chorus at the start has come true. The Montagues pledge to build a gold statue of Juliet and the Capulets say they'll build a statue of Romeo right next to it.
0: Not gold, just a statue. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, silver.
0: <laughs> Bronze. We're in a lot of dirt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Prince is the final lines of the play, which is... A glooming peace this morning with it brings. The sun for sorrow will not show his head. Go hence to have more talk of these sad things. Some shall be pardoned and some punished. The, pr- <laughs> the nurse is like, please let me be pardoned. Please let me, <laughs> me be pardoned.
0: Come, on, come on, I got this. Pardon, on,
2: for never was a story of more woe than this of Juliet and her Romeo. Curtain falls. Applause, Thank you. Thundrous. Good night. Yay. Wow, we made it. Good
0: well, thing you, Shakespeare.
1: Is it is it like just Do they also show this to so it's an anti-bullying measure? <laughs> Does this tick off a school's quota to be like we told them not
3: to? <laughs> this
1: is uh, okay, guys. We're going to we're going to read the adaptation that is Romeo and Juliet in text. Um, Have you seen that book? It's like Romeo and Juliet sold over text messages.
2: Oh, that sounds awful. Oh,
1: yeah. It's full of emojis. Um, They're like, kids love these. Yeah, the shape. Yeah, emojis. um, The
0: the youth are all about the emojis. Kids will make
1: sure that they use at least three in every message. Yes. They're going to seem like they're going to try and tell a separate story that supports but is the same as the text. Yes. But they're not really going to match too much I love seeing people who write for a text message with emojis. They're not normal. No one speaks like that. No one does that. Oh, geez. Anyway, they get the kids to read that, and then that technically also ticks off their cyberbullying unit.
2: Nice. Nicely done there, teachers. It's all a nice little package. It's real good. So at the end of the play, how are we feeling? It's been a rough seventy-two it hours has. for, for <laughs> Romeo. If we could just quickly recap, he was in love with one woman.
0: Yep. Like who moping. Could, a... Who could remember her name? No one.
2: <laughs> girl A. Yeah. Then he falls in love with Girl B, Juliet. Mm. Can remember her name? Mm. At the party. Mm. Uh, over the next couple of days, kills a couple of men, mm-hmm. marries this girl what in secret. His
0: good friend I. Pardon? He watches his good friend die. Well, good friend dies, mm.
2: marries in secret, gets exiled, comes back for the wedding night, runs away again. Mm-hmm. Then hears about his girlfriend dying or his wife dying, yeah. comes back, kills himself all within three days. I
1: know. He really got his steps he becomes, up, didn't he? Yeah. yeah.
0: Single man, bachelor, married man, widower.
1: Yeah. yeah. Also, all very in the space of it. A, a day and yeah, a bit. That's a journey. I, I love to imagine like... One of Romeo's friends got to go to the party with him. They get to the party and he's like, "Yeah, let's find Rosalind." And his mate's like, oh, "I'm actually not feeling too well." Goes home, has gastro, and by the time he's better, he's like, "I should see my friends." What? <laughs> Why is all yeah. the town of the yeah? Crypt? Oh, I what heard,
0: I heard he's getting married. Sweet, I'm just gonna get like I was gonna go and get like a, a good suit for that. <laughs> oh, it's his funeral now. Cool. Well,
1: I guess it's the same suit. I'll just uh, take the strawberries off the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
2: all we got to do. Take the strawberries off your lapel and you are ready for a funeral,
0: my friend. How <laughs> that looks. Yeah, it's
1: a bit of a busy, busy, busy couple it is, It's
0: absolutely uh, breakneck speed. This, yeah. This... Yeah, pacing's a bit off, just saying. Yeah. I think everyone needs to calm down. You know, just slow down, yeah. take your foot off the... Look, you guys are young. You don't have to rush through this.
1: you got your whole you lives ahead, you. ahead of you. It's not long, but yes. you have your whole <laughs> lives ahead of you. He's like,
2: yeah, I've Chill. got my whole three days left of life ahead of me. <laughs> and I'm going to make the most... Honestly, if you thought you were going to die, which remember, he did have a dream, a oh, premonition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you thought you've only got a few days to live, he really did cram a lifetime in.
1: Yeah. He really did, Did to he be live like a fly? <laughs> he did.
0: Yeah, he, so was a, like... he
1: lived a mayfly oh, existence. A mayfly boy. Yeah.
0: Him yeah. and Juliet, basically mayflies. They
1: woke up one morning, they were like, well... This is yeah. what it's like to be in a body. Got to use it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: Time's we to die in three days, so you may as well do all the like milestones: marriage, <laughs> death.
2: Tick, tick. The tick, two tick. milestones.
0: <laughs> Life. What right. is it
2: apart from those two things?
0: Exactly. I'm, so, I'm shocked they weren't born yesterday. You know.
2: <laughs> oh, but that is the end of the play. Mm. You guys obviously know it quite well, but at the end, I always get the guests to score it out of five. Mm. Does it deserve its classic status amongst the halls of literature? Whoa. How do we feel? How are we feeling?
0: Yeah, I, I do like it. I like the story. I always, every time I either, you know, either read it or kind of like you know watch an interpretation or that kind of stuff, or even just have a bit of a ponder about it. I, I always forget they are thirteen, but once you age them up, five out of five. Oh, ah, yeah. what a what a lovely story. So age what them up good. and then
2: you get a five. Yeah. All right. Well, let's give that five out of five from Zamet Cass. What are you thinking?
1: I think. Um, I think it's the same thing that happens to a lot of classics where uh, you sort of forget where an archetype can come from. So the story does seem a bit tired, but it's the original. So right. I think it's a really, I think it's a really important thing to note that it is what started a lot of things which permeated our culture in every single inch. People... Even
2: in architecture, the balcony for culture. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: every, every part of our lives, you will not meet a person who doesn't know the story of Romeo and Juliet, who lives sort of um, in an English speaking country. Um, and, st- it. and it
2: is widely performed in other languages as well, too, yeah. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's, it permeates, I would argue, most culture. Um, I mean, it's
0: what, what, 500 years old now? Yeah. Yeah, but he did base it on a couple
2: of old tales, so it wasn't so a even, strictly so original idea. Old. So he popularised it, obviously.
1: Okay, well, then it's a popularisation. Yeah, so he, he
2: definitely affected culture. There's no denying No, that. no, no.
1: Well, in that, in that case, it's, you know, impressive in its own right. Cause it's like, I guess, the... Uh, well, this was a fairy tale at this point um I think contemporarily it meant, <laughs> something less probo. <improbable. laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah,
2: so, uh, if, so if you took the uh-huh. age thing out, yeah. which you, Sam, you, I allowed you to do that for your five out of five. Yeah, no, I, you, if we can do that,
1: because I think oh, yeah, most modern adaptations nearly do that. And, you know, yeah. people back then, you know, their attention spans were a lot less, so you had to set it over three days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> everyone had undiagnosed ADHD and everyone has just to do things because if you didn't do it straight away, you'd just be
1: off doing something. Well, not everyone get knew done. they were on the verge yeah. of death at any given moment. No, I'll... I'll give I'll give it a five out of five. a five out of five. fantastic. Yeah. I would give it that score for his, its historical impact, its cultural impact, and the way it has affected everything else. I've listened to an album recently mm. and they just had the prologue like the singer just spoke the prologue in it. It was annoying. I hated it. but it's oh, like wow. <laughs> they st- I was just like, can you stop like this is so boring and old and it's not a good story to base modern things off of, and it's been studied well enough that everyone should know the issues with it. But they don't care. Five out of five. <laughs>
2: five out of five. Fantastic. I'm also going to give it a high rating. I'm going to give it a four and a half mm. out of five, which is quite good. And you, you say it permeates culture. I always loved at the end of the Shakespeare's to look up words or phrases that were coined for the first time. Wild goose chase.
1: Ah. Oh, really? Well, That's wild exciting. Goose chase. Well, We're currently excited for Untitled Goose Game to come out.
0: Uh, Looking forward to that particular game, and I'm looking forward to playing that and uh, quoting Shakespeare. Oh, yes. While I honk at neighbours.
2: Suddenly it's more highbrow than you ever thought. Mm. So, yeah, I just thought that was uh, an interesting thing. So Wild Goose Chase, thank you so much for joining me on this Wild Goose Chase. And there's only one thing left to do here at Book Cheat. We are supported by some people on a thing called Patreon. Basically, they support our... My podcast that I do with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins called Do Go On, where we talk about a uh, topic from history. Mm -hmm. And then from that, enough people supported us on Patreon that Matt and I have been able to start our own spin-off podcast, and that's this one, Book Cheat for Me and Primates Mm -hmm. for Matt. You guys have both been on primates, yes. Yes.
0: talking about Good. some lovely monkeys.
2: Yes, so you talked about primates in popular culture. What, do you remember what the pop culture stuff you talked about was? Uh,
0: I talked about the, the, the uh, orangutan from uh, Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back.
2: Oh, f- my favorite film when I was about the age that <laughs> Romeo and Juliet are. <laughs> in the yeah, age. yeah, yeah. You
0: watch it recently. No, oh
2: boy, does it not hold up. Wow, leave
1: I... it in the past. Okay, okay. <laughs> leave it in the past. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah wise.
0: Mm.
1: Um, I spoke about uh, Pogo from The Umbrella Academy. And the chimp from the Matthew Broderick film that has the same name as a different film, Project X. Oh. Yep. Uh, I, I've been on there as well to speak about sp- Scooby-Doo.
2: <laughs> oh, that age as well, right? Scooby-Doo's great. Oh,
1: that age. That, oh, watching old cartoons is a really interesting um foray into the way that media trusts its audience Um, for cartoons like especially watching the scooby doo one um, there's a lot more telling instead of showing Mm. and they have a lot like and that's one Mm. of the things that movies and filmmakers tend to do now you can tell a lot with a movement or a scene and things that are more subtle and i judge a movie how good a movie is in writing in terms of and and direction as well and how how much a director and a writer will trust their audience to make their own decisions and conclusions. Because I think cinema and film are more interesting that way. But Scooby Doo doesn't. They're like, oh, my glasses have fallen off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see without my glasses. Because. <laughs> it's some sort of an ape man. <laughs>
2: Wow, I love that. Mm, beautiful.
1: I can't recommend it enough. Someone's, I think someone's put them all up on Daily Motion. Give them a gook.
2: <laughs> Check it out. Scooby-Doo, oh, we man. love it. Uh, and the people that support the show on Patreon, uh, they tell me their favourite book.
0: Okay. And yes. I
2: read them out, and mm-hmm. we get to talk about their choices. Excellent,
0: excellent.
2: So I've got three here, and thank you so much to these people that support the show. And I also announced the books in advance. Um, so, if people, because people tell me that they'd like to read along, read ahead, that kind of thing. That's so
1: lovely. Mm. That's so nice. It's like a proper book club. Yes, it
2: becomes, I, I call it the, the Book Cheat Book Club on Patreon. So, if you're <laughs> interested uh, and you want to uh, join in and get bonus episodes of the other show, do go on, all that kind of stuff, there is uh, a link in the description of this episode. But f- for now, three fantastic people and three maybe fantastic books. Let's find Ooh. out. Let's have a look. Um, our first name, I've, I've got to tell you, it's a, it's a hard one to pronounce. It's a. Uh, uh, Lika Lomaki,
0: great name with
2: a little uh accent over the a. It looks to me European,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like a sort of Eastern European uh, star name. But in the where they've suggested, I actually can't look at where they're from. So that's just having a guess. I'm sure I've said it wrong. Maybe you will know this uh-huh. is your name when I read out your favorite book.
0: That's probably the only <laughs> way they'll know. Uh, thank you so I much. I support you. I reckon you nailed it. Thank you. I thank you. you. Got it in one. Thank you so much. Well,
1: is it spelt with a y? It's L I. L
2: I double L O M A K I, and then there's an A accent on the A in the second name. Lika Lomaki. That's what I'm going with. Nailed it. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Our favourite book uh, is uh, The Count of Monte Cristo. Oh. Because oh. at the time it was hands down the most gripping and epic story I have ever read, and it really got me into books. Well, that's good. That's lovely. Love that. hey. That's such
1: a wonderful reason to love a book. Yes.
2: Yeah. It's a very long one, The Count of Monte Cristo. Mm-hmm. So good on you for uh, about revenge. Getting into that—that's—and the fact that it got you into other books. Respect for that. Perfect. Thank you so much to Lika Lamaki, mm-hmm. Ica Lamaki. Maybe uh, Travis Alexander. Thanks for your support, Travis. Travis tells me favorite book, Ranger's Apprentice. I'm cheating because it's a book series. I love historical fiction, and this series is some of the best medieval adventure tales I've ever read. Do you have, I don't know, Ranger's Apprentice. I've heard of it. I and wouldn't have a clue.
1: I think the only reason I've heard of it is when people are like, oh, it's good. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> oh, it's good. <clears throat> Travis,
2: that's two from two. Two good choices there. Yeah. And finally, James, Bo- uh, James Roy, who sometimes on our other show we call Roy Boy, is a frequent supporter of the show. Good, on you, good to hear from you, Roy Boy. Favorite book is Ghost Written. That's the name, by David Mitchell, not yeah. the comedian, thought the other wrote one. Cloud Atlas. Yes, for a long time I thought I that David Mitchell from Michelin Webb had written Cloud Atlas, <laughs> and I was like, he's also a critically acclaimed author. I love this wow. guy.
0: What a oh, look! I never read the book, but I love that film. It was real good. <laughs> Who knew what was going on? Not me. <laughs> Had a good time with it, though.
1: Sometimes it's nice to have something wash over you. Yeah. It's like having a shower in culture. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, when he describes ghostwritten, I remember it being dreamlike and <laughs> brutally real.
3: Hmm.
2: Like that. Juxtaposition there. Slow and meditative, but also exciting. At times surreal and coldly scientific. It was heartwarming, haunting, and existentially horrific. That is everything all at once. <laughs> that is a really good
1: description of a book that tells me nothing about the book. Yeah.
2: yeah what? Wow.
1: But I think it's a great choice because it made them happy.
2: Yeah. Yes. Good on you, James Roy, Travis Alexander, Lickal Appreciate your support. You're doing the people's work. Yeah. Thank you so so much. Well, that does bring us to the end of Book Cheat for another another episode. Team, thank you so much for joining me. Ah, thanks for having us, Cass and Joel. It's been
1: wonderful.
2: We appreciate you coming on. Um, I say we. I'm sure the people at home do as well. (laughs) Um, giving up your time to be here, and of course, you do lots and lots of fantastic podcasts. We'd love to point the people in the right direction.
0: Uh, yes. So if you just head to uh, sanspansradio.com, you can check out our website where all the uh, podcasts that are under that banner and network, um, you can kind of uh, click through and have a look. I am personally on Plumbing the Death Star, Why Am I Sad, Thumb Cramps, and occasionally d and for nerds.
1: Mm. Have I missed any. Um, No, those are the free ones. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I am on, so SansMatsRadio.com. I'm on Why Am I Sad with Joel. So if you liked hearing us talk about rough stuff. (laughs) And feelings. Get on it. Um, (laughs) Why Am I Sad, Um, Shut Up a Second, and D&D is for nerds. If you like Dungeons and Dragons.
2: Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, check them out. They're fun pods.
0: Hells, yeah. fun.
2: Get them in your life if they're not already in your life. And to the people that have come across with you to give this a go, thanks for giving me a go. Mm. Huh? Mm. What a fantastic pod world we live in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, people can get in contact with me. I've got an email, bookcheatpod at gmail.com, and I'm on all the social medias under at bookcheatpod. But until next week or in a couple of weeks when we come back with another episode, I've got to say what I always say, and that is... Books forever!
0: Yay! Books forever! Books! 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 Woo! Woo!
2: Thanks, everyone. Bye. Eric.
1: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want.